Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? Sustained effort and violence. It can be a total goat rodeo. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? This is why nobody else can get on the sug boat. You know what? We couldn't get on the sug boat. It's a test. What's the point of kissing his ass if we can't get on the sug boat? It's a test. Y'all are haters and non-believers. Sug, sug. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. We are on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in washington 1250 930 online pr927fm.com also watch the show on facebook live and on youtube subscribe to pirate radio tv on youtube about to have uh, a lot more video content once the ecu baseball season begins we'll have uh, your post game up there for you when you want to uh hear what cliff godwin had to say after ecu uh, home baseball games and uh, we'll hear from him coming up this weekend because the pirates throw out the first pitch coming up four o'clock friday when bryant comes to town to take on east carolina so we're getting fired up for baseball season more on that uh, coming up on today's show coming off a great show on monday if you missed it make sure you check it out some great interviews with cliff godwin also pirate players cj mayhew carson wisenhunt zach agnos Ryder giles and bryson Worrell, all available for you to check out anytime you want on youtube so make sure you're uh subscribed to pirate radio tv all right uh coming up on today's program as i mentioned we will continue to get you ready for the start of baseball season coach o dr gary overton going to join us at four o'clock in studio on today's show we'll get his thoughts on the returners and also what has he seen this fall the scrimmage from some of the newcomers we'll get his take on pirate baseball coming up at four we'll talk some pirate hoops as well with si seymour he'll join us in about 30 minutes on the show jeff nadu big man on campus will get you ready for a big night of college basketball tonight uh he'll join us at around 4 30 we'll also start to look ahead talk some championship futures for the ncaa tournament steven igo is in at five o'clock we'll talk pirate football hoops and baseball with igo at five o'clock we got shirley rhodes chandler honeycutt and cj schaefer producing today's program and joining me jury man jonathan ellerby doing his civic duty this week hello jonathan i was uh you probably didn't know this but uh i was the last two days one of the most important people in pitt county mm-hmm. that's what the clerk of court told everybody that was a juror this week did so. that make you feel good uh it, it softened the blow of sitting in a courtroom for <laughs> you know luckily i only got had to sit there two hours on monday and one hour today but uh yeah so uh i'm, I'm been reprieved of uh, jury duty and uh, i've served the people of pitt county and as i said at one point i was one of the uh, most important people in pitt county you and pro- now you're not though I, i'm currently i'm uh important person emeritus 
Okay. <laughs> so your name and number could be called. No, I'm good. I think. Oh, I'm, you're done. I think I'm clear for two years now. Okay. So you'll be so, important maybe in the future. Yeah. I mean, so uh, I, I'm willing to pass that uh, title to anyone else that wants it. But uh, yeah, I was called for jury duty about three weeks ago. Went in on uh, Monday afternoon, sat around for a couple hours. When I showed up at the court, I was like amongst maybe 70 people or so. And I looked, I was like, man, there's a big kind of tall guy over there in the corner. Dang. And I was like, hold on. I think I may know that big tall guy. Crap. So I kind of weaved my way through the crowd, you know, and they were trying to social distance. Everybody was wearing masks inside the courtroom. And I, and, and I walked right up and tapped the big guy on the shoulder. And I said, I believe I know you. He's like, dang, Ellerby. <laughs> well, how'd you get here? And I was I, like, I, I can't wait till Wednesday to get Bryce's uh, full review of jury duty. And so yesterday on Monday, uh, I got one of the names that got uh, asked they, they split up the groups and my group was able to leave but Bryce's group had to stay so I texted him last night and he had to go back to today too oh, so, but I don't know so I've lost contact with uh, Bryce's jury story so definitely Pirate Radio outdoors slash indoors this week with Bryce Williams should be entertaining because I don't know uh, what his story is but uh, small world all of a sudden you're sitting there and there's big old Bryce Williams also one of the most important people in uh, Pitt County so I uh, have been called for jury duty twice Ellerby mm-hmm. and one time I served on the jury Wow I was important what kind of trial was it uh, a guy it was uh, it was a robbery charge so armed robbery yeah so I got so yesterday there was a criminal case on Monday and a civil case that was today and uh so bryce was a part of the criminal case that stayed i don't know if he got picked for the jury but today the civil case got settled before they had to pick a jury so mm-hmm. that's why i got dismissed so uh, i got kind of lucky that i guess the parties came to an agreement so uh it was an interesting process yeah and uh you know part of the way the uh, world works and i mean it was also eye-opening too of uh, not that you know you're looking to commit crimes or do anything wrong but uh the people that i kept looking around the room thinking like if i was the defendant these people these peers around here would be deciding my fate yeah you know so uh always uh just take that into account you never know who's going to be you know determining if you're uh, guilty or not guilty or if you're <laughs> you know wrong or not wrong in a civil case I, I just remembered being so upset and disappointed with the public defender i was like say this man say you what do you say do this help your guy out it's like and you've watched enough law and order to be able to. And I to- was like, if I was him, this is what I would say. This is so inconsequential to this case. Why is he not making a bigger deal? Matlock Brock. Uh, look, I had, an, oh, man. I had an interesting experience when I got called in for jury duty. I made it to the second day, and they were taking the, the pool of people over to the courthouse, I guess, to do the selection process. So they, they brought us in. We sat down. Judge comes in. And he immediately says, I need um, the bailiffs to come to the bench. So the bailiffs go walk up to the bench. He says something to them. They walk back towards the back of the courtroom. The judge informs us that we need to step out of the courtroom for about five minutes and go stand out in the hallway. So we went out and stood out in the hallway for about maybe five, ten minutes. They called us back in. And basically, the judge informed us that we were being released from jury duty because the def- the uh, defense lawyer 
was found to be in contempt. He said something that ticked off the judge, and he basically found him in contempt. There were no other court cases. Everybody go home, see you later. So I was You're quite, out of order. Yeah, I was quite thrilled because yes. uh, I, I cannot keep my attention on one thing for very, very long. And if I have to pay attention, and I am, I'm going to tell you right now, if I am selected as a jury of your peers, you're in trouble because my brain will go somewhere else while the testimony is going on. And I will have to go and look at it like, could somebody fill me in on what just happened today? I feel like Wes has taken over your mind for a second. Doesn't that sound like something exactly Wes would say? I I can't focus. I can't focus like that. If I was uh, a jury, I can't focus and pay attention. He's definitely (laughs) guilty. Uh, Mike brings up a a great point. Uh, He says, Clip was on the jury for a burglary. A A burglary? Oh! A burglary. A burglary. Thank you. Be wow. You know, the, the, the one thing that I, I'm glad I, you know, obviously didn't get to spend a lot of time up there because I'm a busy person, got a lot of things to do, but uh, I was happy to serve. I did hate that I got split up from Bryce and I didn't get to hear the lawyers ask him questions of, you know, like why, you know, what he did or I, I never saw that process, but it would have been entertaining. It would have taken all day. So what do you do? Golly. Dang. I mean, what do you? Dang. Well, I ain't like uh, I live with Anna. He'll just start saying names like everybody's supposed to know who they are. Do you want me to be the lawyer and I ask questions and you be Bryce? Uh, dang, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, uh, sir, uh, what do you do for a living? Dang. Dang, well, I I work with Jay. Crap. And what does Jay do? Jay, well, he does a lot of different things. He, he, uh, he goes fishing quite a bit. He enjoys that. Do you follow the news? Well, I mean, I, I go to pirate radio every wednesday kind of catch up there on what i missed during the week but i don't i hadn't really i wouldn't say i've watched the news uh probably since before i was with anna (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i can go on (laughs) i just feel like that's how it would go like he just assumes everybody knows jay and anna and his home life (laughs) right like he's just so he's a simple man yes well, I can't wait to have him here. Yeah, it's going to be Wednesday great. Wednesday afternoon at 5 o'clock. And if he's a part of the jury, he'll just have a short walk. And honestly, I think I answer those questions way too quickly because Bryce, yeah. it yeah. takes him a while. He knows every week during football season we're going to ask for a prediction. And every time I ask, he acts like I just broke out the SAT and made him start taking it. For folks that are just tuning in for the first time, let me say, hey, hey Bryce, who do you think is going to win, East Carolina or UCF? Dang, that's Central Florida. Dang. <laughs> Where uh, is it here? What what channels it on? <laughs> Turkey tears. All right, so Bryce will right. uh, we'll have fun with him coming up on Wednesday. Uh, Ellerby, real quick, um, could you sit here during the, it's uh, performance review time uh, for me? Right. And uh, I don't know if I some some of these things I want you to hear, some I don't. But every now and then, it's nice to hear what people think about you right like sure how, you love feedback you know how's your driving on the road you see those things 1-800 clip rock <laughs> how's how's my hosting how's right. my radioing yes well just in the last week there's been a lot of good and bad said about me really on hoist the colors and boneyard banner are you making the message board circuit on hoist the colors it was because i was out and then i came back and somebody posted about it and they said some nice things so that was great boneyard i uh i jokingly 
uh, went over there Sunday night and saw some of their reaction to the Super Bowl halftime show. Yes. <laughs> and said, uh, you know, it was a, a timely tweet about, well, my minus 30,000 Boneyard will not like the halftime show prop bet hit. Oh. And like showed some of their responses. This sucks, all that. So, you know, made a joke there. And so, then that my tweet was posted on boneyard oh wow and then some people gave their thoughts on on me so clip rock uh feedback huh yeah yeah and and if you have you know good or bad feedback i will take it i will i'll have to go read these or maybe will, i'm getting ready to hear them. well you're gonna hear some right now now shirley is gonna read the positive post oh and i'm gonna let chandler because he he likes to take me down a peg. He's going to read the negative post. W- were they all positive on Hoist the Colors and all negative on Boneyard? Or it is it kind of turned out that way? Yeah. So, so is that so? Are, they, are they going to announce where they're from and then read them? No, nah, just, just the just poster's name and the message. Okay, so this could be either from Hoist the Colors or Boneyard Banner. And it started uh, positively. Uh, some but this all was instigated by your tweet about this halftime problem part of it was that part was a, of that it was a joke was just me returning to work last right week. gotcha so buck wild on hoist the colors said omg clip is back and was was excited by that so thanks that's nice all right chandler buck wild now you can pick it up with uh with the next one all right so the question yeah, first of all, who's saying this? Uh, Southwest Ons- Onslow Pirate right. was in response to who is Clip Brock? And uh, SW Onslow Pirate said, a fat, stinky kind of dude. Let me, so- let, me, let me stop you there. <laughs> we got to stop assuming that fat people smell bad. Fat! That's fat! All, that's fat! All, that's all I can get is from the Jim Rome show. <laughs> fat. fat! Unless this guy has actually smelled me before right and Maybe I, he, so this guy asked who you were and then said told everybody somebody you. else asked who i was oh okay okay he responded with a fat stinky kind of dude all right good. Mm, all right what do you mean kind of dude i am a dude all right, all right go ahead Chandler. a fat fat stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice what's wrong with my voice <laughs> doesn't seem like a real bad guy all right hey, all hey, right. hey i'll take that thank you but just, there. just because i'm smelly and fat and don't and somebody thinks i have a radio voice doesn't mean i'm a bad guy right but just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio <laughs> personality dominating the east coast huge and Pitt County. Horrible interviewer. Ooh. Oh, no. God. But much better than North Raleigh's <laughs> finest, Troy, my daddy made some money, doofus. Whoa! A, oh, a stray bullet at Troy. Wow. I thought, I thought this was feedback on clip. I know. Where do we get the Troy? Do All you, right. Do you identify more as fat or huge? <laughs> <laughs> fat or huge. Um So, Troy's the best around. If I'm better than Troy... What's better than the best? Uh, well, obviously, you think a lot of yourself. Oh, man. All right. All right. Not that bad of a guy. Just Is that it, Chandler? That's it for that one. And okay. kind of a dude. Kind of a dude. Kind All right. Dude. All right. So, Riceville Pirate says that Clip Rock is Pirate Radio. Oh, man. I don't know what Troy D is paying him over there, but I guarantee you it's not enough. I like this guy. If he were to leave, the entire station would go under. <laughs> wow. That may be overstating it, Jesus. but thank you very much. I like this guy. I like where his head's at. We were in a ditch last week for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> How did 
micromanage. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was. What was the name of this guy? Wrightsville Pirate. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till I leave on Thursday. <laughs> did, did you go to Wrightsville this past week? <laughs> I don't know anybody from Wrightsville, but I like this guy. All right, All right Chandler. Ruckus Pirate said, "I actually like the halftime show, and like Clip." Oh, good. Well, this is a. And I like Clip too. This but, is a good one then. But uh, he probably needs to stay in his lane ooh. and set aside his desperate and failed attempts at being funny. Ah. Uh, hmm. Wah, wah, wah. So he does kind of like me, but says I need to stay in my lane and stop trying to be funny. What? What is my lane? But I wonder. So he was one of the guys. So how many people did you need to hit your prop bet? Because he was one of the people that liked it. <laughs> so, yeah right so i mean i don't know i mean have you cashed that ticket yet <laughs> there's local politics bud all right i'm gonna stay in my lane what is that the carpool lane <laughs> i'm staying on the right side nice and slow all uh, right Shirley. wayward pirate responded to uh the one i read earlier about clip brock is pirate radio all right wayward pirate says he and shirley both hey oh, my name wound right. up in there all right I'm liking Chandler in studio with Clip 2. They have good banter and bits. Well, I disagree with that, but um, Shirley and I. What? Well, I don't know. I I need to stay in my lane and stop being funny. And then when you come in with your unfunny bits. I get you out of your lane and then funny. It's like totally unfunny. Two unfunny people trying to be funny. See, see, Clip went straight boneyard on you, Chandler. (laughs) (laughs) Once you got a compliment from somebody, he tore you down. (laughs) That's how it works. All right, Shirley. I made it. Chandler, we got some compliments. Did I not tell you? I was like, we haven't made it until we showed up in one of these. All right, what's next? Uh, Oh, Chandler, you. Is this Voss Frost? Voss Frost says he deaf looks fat and stinky Aww. and is an absolute bozo. <laughs> Break out the clown nose. Okay, wow. so you're huge, big, stinky, fat clown. bozo? Fat bozo. Voss Frost is confirming that he deaf looks fat and stinky. <laughs> totally deaf. And it's also confirming that he is an absolute bozo. bozo. So, so deaf. I guess he likes radio people that are fit. <laughs> I know. <yeah. laughs> not, I got to get in shape. You're not going to find too many of those. <laughs> he loves Mondays with Ellerby or now Tuesdays with Ellerby. Have I told you about F3 lately? <laughs> <laughs> I'm too smelly to go out there. <laughs> what is that stink? You think he stinks now? Hey, how about 530 in the morning? <laughs> Can my F3 name be stinky? Or huge stinky? I mean, F3 what? stinky. You know, I mean, he can't do that. He has to stay in his lane. No, if he came out to F3, then that would force him to shower before he came here so i mean there's a lot of process (laughs) i'm just trying to help you out all right wrap it up shirley big time buck says clip for president 2024 all right thank you let's wrap it up on a uh on a high note there on a positive so there you go ellery some good some bad i think the lesson here is other than the fat smelly all that is that you know to each their own you can't please everybody some some people like apples some like oranges hey at least you're getting feedback there you go you know, at least it's just not good you know, to be fed. Just not Chandler and Shirley telling you how great you are all the time. That doesn't happen as often as you would think. <laughs> Chandler was, you know what? In fact, Chandler was giddy. He got to read the negative stuff. Really? Shirley was pissed that she had to read the positive stuff. Why can't I read the negative stuff? I did. She I did wanted say, hey, to take I me down. Read the negative stuff. It's I fine. just love. He's like, no, I already promised Chandler he could do it. And now we got CJ in the back that's just pissed he didn't get mentioned at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what do I? What kind of rogue move do I have to do this week to get mentioned you, on the radio? You're a nothing. You're like John Cena. I yeah. can't see you. 
you back. Joke's yeah. on you, Clip. I'm the one that wrote the bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Southwest Onslow. What counties have lock in? Oh, that's Craven. Nah. Yeah. Close to Onslow. Dang. Yeah. I was getting ready to say, oh, I see where you're going with that. You're assuming he knows that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know where he's from half the time. Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you go. A performance review. If you'd like to uh, add uh, anything to that, you can. So what would that be like overall grade on positive, negative? Is that like a I'm a C student. I'll take a C. C's get degrees. Uh, Mike says the guy from Wrightsville is spot on. All the other ones are from Wrongsville. All right. Ooh. <laughs> uh, there you go, Mike. Well, well played. Well played. All right. Uh, there you go. Ellerby performance review of ecu basketball uh struggle struggle bus fat stinky uh huge (laughs) they seem huge problems right now they're probably not that bad of guys but much better than north raleigh's (laughs) finest troy my daddy made some money doofus oh by the way uh sw onslow pirate you spelled doofus wrong you doofus (laughs) Um, now you're getting personal back firing back i think east carolina basketball uh, would need to steal one of these wins on the road this week. And it very well could happen. Uh, yes. Thursday night against South Florida. We'll break that one down with Silas Seymour coming yep. up in a few minutes. Boy, I, I should get a review from Si. Mm. If, if I'm yep. ever like down or somebody crushes me too bad, I'm just going to call Si and he'll, he'll, he'll uh, say some nice things. I, I think you should get a review from Si. And I was also thinking about this. I know you got Coach O coming up on Coach the program. O, yeah. And we had Cliff Godwin on the program on Monday, which was outstanding. Yep. Ha- have outstanding. You, uh, outstanding. Have you ever asked Coach O about Cliff Godwin, the baseball player, like a good Cliff Godwin baseball player? Cliff always thanks at like the banquet or sometimes, you know, I always like to thank Coach O who gave me the opportunity to play baseball at ECU. Hmm. You, you know, if, if there's a Cliff Godwin you know, college baseball story from. Uh, I like to do that. So last week we talked to Michael Perry. We brought, I think a lot of people don't know Ellerby. People forget. Hashtag. Michael Perry left Richmond as the all-time leading scorer in Spiders history. Wow, great player. Uh, so we talked a little bit about that. We don't talk a ton about Cliff's playing days, so that's a good point. We'll I, uh, we'll bring that up with Coach O. I think Coach O could might have a story or two about Cliff Godwin, the baseball player. Yeah, not Cliff Godwin, the coach. Uh, we were talking about Bryce Williams earlier. He'll be here Wednesday. Had jury duty, as did uh, Ellerby this week. Uh, <laughs> Redbeard says, uh, can you tell me what channel the news is on? <laughs> <laughs> Bryce, probably. So, uh, Well, dang. I don't know if I get that news channel you got. I wonder if you can convince Coach O to read one of the, the tweets. I mean, the... the I uh, really Chandler want... Chandler has suggested that. I really want him to read the first one. <laughs> Cocho's reading just to a hear fat, it from the voice of Cocho. Of dude. That stinky dude. That stinky dude. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit full of himself. <laughs> I don't know. Horrible <laughs> interviewer. <laughs> Coach, since I'm such a terrible interviewer, I have no questions. Can you just read this? <laughs> uh, see how it goes. Uh, maybe. I'll, uh, let me. Uh, let me I mean, it, it it wouldn't hurt to ask him during the commercial break. Just throw it out there. The worst he can do is say no. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. One of the coolest things I ever did, LRB, and it was for an audience of seven other people, was um, I used to always do a skit for my fantasy football draft, and I wrote a script and just trashing all the guys in my league and had Jeff Charles read it uh-huh. and played it at the draft, and like they got such a kick out of it. They were like, he was like, and Charlie and the Cleveland Canine finished last again last year. This guy sucks. <laughs> like, I had Jeff read all this stuff. I don't think I put any bad words, anything like that. Right. But, like, just Jeff crushing my friends. That's was, pretty good idea. That, that was really cool. We should uh, 
Hey, and we should get on the uh, what's it called? Where celebrities um, cameo? cameo? Yeah, cameo. Yeah. If you want us to crush your friends, <laughs> oh and, please, uh, by all Jeff means, Charles Jeff Charles. Yeah, he'll be the high dollar one. But we can get Coach O side to do it. I Do you imagine Sai crushing your soul? A fat, stinky kind of dude. <laughs> <laughs> Someone thought had a radio voice. Doesn't seem like a real bad guy. Just a bit full of himself. He is not an Eastern North Carolina legend. <laughs> he probably needs to stay in his lane. <laughs> he deaf, looks fat and stinky, and is an absolute buzzer. I think. I think this has been inside the booth. We're looking for a sponsor but right now my new idea is come up with mean tweet monday and we're just going to put a picture of one of the staff members and just say the meanest thing you can about them and then we'll have jeff charles cut all the tweets after that yeah that? that would be great that would be awesome who Not wants bad. to go first cj, CJ. <laughs> wow we called that wow that was time. unanimous yeah. just throw cj he didn't even know what's like going that. on he's like yeah sure i'm in so all right lrb he's like what did i do i was in a room yesterday with two other adults and uh both of them fell asleep during the super bowl cliff godwin and troy d how about you did you stay up for the whole time? i was up the whole time way to go way i to go. don't uh, when i when i i operate on two speeds and when i feel like my speed's about to go to off i go straight to bed you don't have any like pit stops you you get off the track yeah i mean it's just there's no napping there's just no you know I'm, i'll shut it down the super bowl is a thing that uh you know i mean my, my son's 13 he's super excited about watching sports i thought uh, Liz and Millie, my wife and daughter, would want to watch the Super Bowl. They came in for the halftime and then yeah. exited, and that was uh, that was it. They've stayed for the game before and enjoyed the commercials and stuff, but this this wasn't a year for them. So, but yeah, I was start to finish Super Bowl. Uh, enjoyed it. Thought it was a you know fairly entertaining game. I didn't really have a dog in the fight. I was just hoping for what happened. Someone with four or five minutes left had the ball with a chance to win. Uh, I was really hoping the Bengals would get it for uh, you know the Pirate to get a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. But uh, all in all, good game. Saw some uh, Deontay Smith camera time with his helmet off on the sideline. Yeah, he got a little bit. Of there was time one too. formation where they put extra linemen in. Yeah. He was one of those uh, those linemen, and he put it on a, a good block for Joe Mixon. How about you? You ever fall asleep during Super Bowl sporting events? Uh, no, nah, I'm up for those. I heard you passed out at tiebreakers once. Was that just a joke? Yeah, it was just that was me trying to be funny and tr- just, tr- trying to fit in. Uh, I and to stay out of in your my, lane, out of my lane, because you didn't know how to ask Cliff a question, so you just tried to. Horrible interviewer tried to inject some humor. It right. didn't work. That's the hey, story of my life. I miss. Where did Cliff fall asleep? Was he at home? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, because we were like, because Troy fell asleep oh, at somebody else's house. Troy celebrates New Year's with like the London folks. <laughs> like he he always falls asleep like on New Year's. I mean, if if Troy's at your house for like a night evening, you better you better like he's like Goldilocks. Get the guests. Is, <laughs> is that why he won't fix the clock and wants it set on Pacific time zone? He likes it earlier in yeah. the day. All right, that, Troy's coming over. Get the guest bedroom ready. <laughs> <laughs> what does he stay in the night? No, we're just watching. Nah, the he'll game. take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brad says he's got an idea for cameo he says rick smith would be great yeah yes. i saw that hey oh, that hey, would be outstanding can coach uh, rick smith read the uh sw onslow pirate i don't I th- how about bryce williams kind of do that someone thought had a radio voice doesn't seem like a real bad guy just a little just a bit full of himself all right thank you coach and sees himself as a huge radio personality we could get Bryce to read some of these. Yeah. Horrible interviewer, and I know because he interviews me all the time. What about Jim Rome? Do you think he could read any of them? Much better than Fat! Ron. Fat! What, and what's the uh, NC State guy? Gary <laughs> <laughs> Hahn! That's thing you kind of do that someone thought had a radio voice. Doesn't seem like a real bad guy, just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality. Horrible interviewer, but much better than North Raleigh's finest, 
Troy, my daddy made some money, doofus. <laughs> I just want to run through them. I On think the case should, I trade zone. We should run through them again, and it's like after every other one, I'll say like Gary Hahn, then Jeff, then you should, then Jeff Charles, then Jim Rome, and then you should Rick Smith. You should have to go through all your voices. Uh, Mike Keith, read one of them. He definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Do Voss Frost as Mike Keith, Tennessee Titans. He deaf looks fat, <laughs> fat and stinky. He's an absolute burner. What's that guy from uh, from the Hornets? Oh, uh. oh, he's deaf, fat. That sounds it. just like Mike Keith. I can't do it. All right, you know what? Somebody's right. Whoever said we need to stay in our lane and stop trying to be funny. Yes. Yeah. We entertained ourselves. Ugh. All right. Let's get serious and talk to Sai Seymour. Elvery. Tell Sai I said hello. Well and, uh, Coach O, Cliff Godwin story. Want to hear it? Coach O, Cliff Godwin story. Let me write that down. Make sure we do that. All right. We will take a break. When we return, Sai Seymour joins us. We'll talk pirate hoops. Look around the NCAA. Get his thoughts on the Super Bowl and more. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Coffee Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Cliff Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Looking forward to talking some Pirate Baseball with Coach O, Dr. Gary Overton at 4 o'clock. Big men on campus, Jeff Nadeau at 4.30. Good, uh, good night of college basketball games. Top 25 and otherwise. We'll dive into those. And Stephen Igoid, Hoist the Colors, joins us at 5 o'clock. Stephen Igloo. That one, too. Uh, he joins us coming up. Uh, but right now, we'll head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to Cy Seymour. He's the color analyst for home games on ESPN Plus for ECU basketball this season. And he joins us to talk Pirate Hoops. Cy, great to chat with you again. How you doing today, man? We're doing great, Clip. Good to talk to you, man. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and good to have you back here on the program. The Pirates coming off a loss to SMU. And, and Sal, we've seen a, a lot of these tale of two halves games for uh, for East Carolina. We saw another one this past weekend where the Pirates were down three uh, going into the break. And my thought at, at halftime, Sal, boy, Vance Jackson's having a rough one, but he's going to come out and hit some shots in the second half, and this is going to be a good ball game. I didn't factor in that maybe SMU would hit every shot they took in the second half. They came out red hot, could not miss from three, and uh, and the better team won on Saturday. That was a good basketball team in SMU that came in here and beat ECU. Yeah, no doubt about it. They are a team. It's funny we're talking about this. I was texting the analyst for the Memphis Radio Network, Matt Dillon, who's really good at it, and been doing it forever and a former coach and i congratulated on beating houston and uh he said you know and he, and he didn't say it because of us he was saying you know smu got us he said they have the ability to spread the court out because they're not big and if they're hitting they are difficult to beat and i thought that's what we ran into 
from we we ran in a team that spread the floor and knocked down three. And they listen any time. I don't care who you are. When there are eight threes differential, twenty four point differential from three, good luck winning that game. And ECU got outscored from the free ball by twenty four points. Uh, they hit fourteen. You hit six. That's uh, you just can't. You can't over. It's very difficult to overcome that kind of effort by SMU. Give them the credit. I, listen, Jankovic is like Joe. They're great coaches. They're very intense. He lost. Listen, SMU lost a lot in the portal. I mean, a lot. And if you'd have told me that their best player and player of the year, Kendrick Davis, would get seven points and we would lose, yeah, out of the shot. Yeah, he had an early three and didn't score for a long time, but he is uh, he is quick. He can shoot. Left the game for a moment, went back to the locker room, but came back uh, in that win over East Carolina. And I'm looking at their schedule now, Sai, because Mike Oresco and, and the American are, uh, are pulling for SMU here down the stretch so they can get multiple teams in the NCAA tournament. I think they got enough. Uh, if they can knock off Temple, Memphis, Tulsa, Cincinnati, Tulane, and and maybe they can even afford a loss in the rematch uh, on the road at Houston later on this year, uh, this season. Then they might can do enough to uh, to get in as an at large. And I know Memphis is uh, is they have their name and they're going to try to do all they can. But it might be down to uh, to Houston and SMU. We'll see here as far as at larges go. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, Houston. I mean, Memphis for the first time is healthy, Every- and they won five in a row, sir. So. That's right, and and and. And they are really tough, although it is a conglomerate of different kind of guys. I mean, you know, they're never sure what's going to happen on that ball club. It could be a mistake. Uh, uh, it, it's just really – Houston had an out-of-bounds underneath layup and missed it that would have put them up by nine. And and when he missed that shot and then Memphis went down and scored, life came back into Memphis. Uh, that's how close it can be, but this Memphis team is so talented uh, that they're going to be very—they're going to be difficult to beat if they're all healthy. If they're healthy, they are. A very, that's the the healthy team is the one that just beat the devil out of Alabama. Right, they can be that way. Cy Seymour joining us. Cy, East Carolina down the stretch, uh, and and we've talked about this. I don't think this team is going to give up and quit, and they've got some winnable ball games coming up. Uh, when you look at at South Florida. And uh, and Tulsa, once again, a rematch there. The Pirates were able to knock them off on the road. So some winnable games here coming up for ECU. But I don't know. How about Dooley and, and keeping this team together, side during this uh, last stretch run of the regular season? What does he need to do to, to make sure guys aren't checking out here on this season? Well, yeah, I think Joe's a grinder. I don't. He is going to make them play hard. I mean, he will do the things that make that happen. He just can't help it. It's in his blood. I doubt you'll see any quit. If you do, kids will come in and play hard. The ones that play hard will play. Uh, so I don't I don't see it. Joe's a basketball coach. He is a grinder, and his kids usually stay with him. And uh, I, I just don't see it. Most of the kids like Joe. That, that, that's the other part of it. This has been a very good team chemistry-wise. Uh, South Florida, it's going to be an interesting matchup with Florida, South Florida. They are – they they struggle scoring. They're you know they're eleventh in scoring. They're eleventh in field goal percentage. Eleventh in three point field goal percentage. So they are down in the bottom on shooting. But on the defensive end, they're pretty darn good. I mean they get active defensively. They they rank high in a lot of statistics. So that's the matchup you have here. It's going to be an ECU team 
that on one hand uh, scores it pretty good, but defensively they give up a lot. So it's it's two different kinds of teams here that are playing, and so I think it's a good matchup. I think both coaches are really good. Gregory's a good coach. This is this is this league is made up of very very good coaches, and uh, Joe will be he'll have them ready to play. Can you win on the road? It is so hard to win on the road, and. And this is a big one for him. Uh, and he's got Central Florida, who is just solid. They're that middle of the pack, fourth, fifth, sixth team that, that's solid. And they can beat anybody in the league, or they can lose to anybody in the league. So that's the kind of league it is right now. Yeah, and, and you look at what's coming up next, South Florida and UCF, as you mentioned, on the road, then back home next Wednesday for South Florida. And Central Florida is a team side I, I thought would be a little higher, a little, have a few more wins here. But once you turn to late February, March, it's about who gets hot, right? And and I still think uh, you could see a team like that, um, uh, a team like a – of course, we talked about SMU and, and Memphis and those teams, but, but Cincinnati, Wichita State. Like one of these teams has been kind of laying in the weeds, could get hot here, win the tournament, and, uh, and go to the NCAA tournament. So I, I still think a lot is up for grabs here late in the year, and especially once we get to Fort Worth uh, for the conference tournament. I think the tournament is going to be anybody's tournament. I, I really believe that. Uh, you know, Central Florida, I just look at us. I mean, just think, if we don't lose, and uh, ifs and buts, but if, if you don't lose Suggs in that game, it literally came to one possession in regulation. If Suggs is in there guarding a 6'6 guy, uh, he's 6'6 and guarding a guy 6'4, maybe they don't hit all those threes. You know, one bucket's all we're talking about here. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference in that ball game, and, and yet it turned ECU. Then you go to Cincinnati, and the same thing. You don't get the stop at the end. That's two games, and in this league, two games are big. You have two more wins. It's a different look right now. So that's the kind of thing that's been going on, and it just happens in basketball. You know, when you lose that guy or those guys, you know, it's very, very difficult. And and listen, I look to me the, the coach of the year is is uh, is Sampson at Houston. The reason being, think about what he did. He lost both starting guards last year. Caleb White, I mean, uh, Caleb uh, Mills goes to Florida State, who would be your starting point guard this year. Then you come in with your two guards that are back, and they both get hurt. So now he's on his third team guards. In other words, you lost two last year. The two that came in this year, that's your first card. But Caleb Mills is gone. And then those two kids get hurt. So now you're paying with the second group of guards, and he still got them in a run for the title. That's a heck of a, that's a, heck of a ball club when you think about what they've done. Memphis, on the other hand, has been beat up, and now they're healthy. They're back in the thick. And, and Jankovic, who lost a lot in the transfer portal last year, I thought he lost some of the really special guys. I mean, you know, one of his best players is playing at Iona for Rick Pitino. Another one is playing for Texas, uh, Oklahoma, that we played against earlier. And and the list goes on with him, and yet he reloaded. So those guys have done a heck of a job holding it together this year. Cy si Seymour joining us, talking American hoops. Si, I was watching, flipping around last night, saw Kansas uh, knock off Oklahoma State, watch Virginia Tech 
beat Virginia. Jaden Gardner had 15 points at halftime. He finishes the game with 17, 14 rebounds, and the Hokies took control, took over there in the second half. You want to talk about a a loud, rocking environment. Uh, Castle was rocking last night in Blacksburg as Virginia Tech beat Virginia. And this thing, it's so night-to-night side with college basketball. You try to say, all right, who's good? Who... Who do I am I going to have in my final four when I fill out my bracket? And that could change night to night uh, the way this thing has been going this year. See, and I, I think it has a lot to do with teams quitting, switching schools, getting yeah. coached, and then, and then the portal. I mean, you you look at it, and it leads to inconsistency. It just does. Uh, the guys that have the most guys back generally will will uh, get the rewards of it, but. It is all crazy. You know, I just look up. If, if Winston Tabs had played, maybe we're, we're, we're Tulaneous. You know, we're winning. They had the kid from LSU that transferred to them, and they won all the close games. Well, maybe if ECU has Tabs. That's how close and inconsistent this whole year is. Uh, so it's fun to watch. Now, at the end of the year, all bets are off. Good luck trying to pick this thing. It's, it's going to be crazy. Cy Seymour joining us. Got Wake Forest at Duke tonight. Steve Forbes looks like he might be the ACC Coach of the Year. We'll see what they can do against Duke. But, uh, man, how about Wake Forest? 20-6, 10-5 in the ACC. If you start to break down their resume, a lot of folks will say, well, who have they beaten? Well, 20 wins is 20 wins. And how about on the flip side of that, Cy? NC State, we we think uh, they got some talent there. We know Terquavion Smith from Farmville and Kevin Keats is a good coach. They are potentially on pace to have their first twenty loss season ever at NC State, and and it, it all everything I bring up kind of goes back to what you're talking about, right? The the transfers, the roster turnover, you just don't know. But uh, but Wake Forest and NC State have kind of done a one eighty. Uh, you got two teams in going in different directions right there. Yeah, Steve Forbes has done a heck of a job at Wake Forest. We thought he would. I mean, he was a guy that that. His name was flipped around uh, uh, in a lot of places. Steve Forbes has done a heck of a job uh, wherever he's been, and he has brought that personality. Those kids are loose. I mean, they come and and really, I watched the ball game the other day with Miami. That game could go either way. I mean, it, it was really one of those uh, games that you said, okay, Wake will end up winning this thing. But Larry Nagy's just a heck of a coach too, and he's got he's got good play out of his guards, and he ends up winning the ball game. Uh, and going into Duke, it is so hard to win over there. But he'll have his team ready to play. Duke is Duke is Duke. They've got a good, they got a good ball club. They've got more talent. When they are shooting well, they may be the team to beat. When they are hitting, they're scary. They're so good. They are talented. Uh, but Forbes will have his team ready to play. They will they will come in there ready. But Duke is tough right now and playing well. You get back to Keith, you lose a rim protector and you don't have a true point guard. And that, that's what's killing. And, and that's true of any ball club. I don't care who you are. You don't have a rim protector. You don't have a point guard. It's hard to win. It is really, really difficult to do that. And so that's where state's suffering. Do they play hard? Yes. When they're hot, they can get a win. But when you don't have a true guy that can settle everybody down and, and run the offenses and you don't have a guy that would – the thing now – Clip is high ball screen. The center goes out the screen. The guard comes off of it, and then if but when this guy when this guard goes off that screen, if he can go downhill and go to the bucket, he's going. 
And if there's a rim protector back there, it helps you. Yeah. It stops getting the easy layups. And and uh, that's the that's the part of the game now. It is it is the high ball screens and a guy that can go downhill and finish. Uh, and if at the end of the day, if you've got good bigs inside to stop that, and you've got a good point guard at the end of the game that won't turn it over and get fouled, you win. That's always been consistent. Good big men and a good point guard. It's just the way it is, and uh, they'll come out in the tournament. You'll see them. NC State uh, in action tonight on the road at Georgia Tech. We mentioned Wake Forest at Duke. Other top 25 action tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Texas is at Oklahoma. Good one in the Big East, Villanova and Providence. Providence is 21-2 and on the year. Ed Cooley's uh, Friars on top of the Big East, but they take on Villanova tonight. And Kentucky at Tennessee. That'll be a good one in the SEC. So plenty of hoops to watch tonight on this Tuesday evening. Cy, uh, what do you think of the Super Bowl? Uh, Rams knocking off the Bengals on Sunday. Man, I, I, was, I was glad for Stafford. I, I just was. I mean, the guy's he's a good quarterback, and finally he got his due. You know, he wins the game. I, I, listen, I like the Bengals, too. It was an easy game for me to watch, you know. Uh, I just enjoyed it. So, to me, watching those guys play, uh, it's just a treat uh, to see that. And I think the future looks bright for, for the Bengals. And I, I like L.A. with Stafford, but, again, it can go from year to year. Yeah. I mean, you think Martha Stewart will get in with Snoop Dogg next year's halftime thing, or will it be just Doctor Gray <laughs> and Snoop Dogg? What? Were you uh, were you up dancing during the halftime show, Sai? I certainly I was. <laughs> you know me. I'm up. I'm ready. Big Snoop guy, Sai Seymour. Uh, we know that. <laughs> the truth is, I go back a little further than Snoop Dogg, Doctor Gray. <laughs> <laughs> so, I go back Temptations of the Four Tops. There you go. There you go. Hey, I, I always, I, I don't know if I've asked you this. It's my annual question. If you could pick one halftime show, Alive or Dead, like your all time show, you can pick the the musical act. Who would Cy Seymour want at the uh, Super Bowl halftime? Well, I love Motown. So I would okay. Motown. From there, I enjoy that. I like the Beatles. I like all that stuff. But. The times change. You go with who's popular. And, yeah. And, and all, all I'm hearing, it was a, a really fabulous thing at halftime or the ratings, I guess. I, you know, it's just not what I enjoy that much. Yeah. People like it. Go for it. To each their own. Uh, Cy, uh, Russell Wilson was there. Hopefully, uh, Ron Rivera and the Washington folks were talking to him. We need a, we need a quarterback. I'm kind of excited for this offseason. Well, I don't know if I'm excited. I'm cautiously optimistic because it looks like Washington will be in the quarterback market. We'll just see uh, if they bring in another Fitzpatrick or if they go try to reel in a big fish this time. You got to get a big fish. Yeah. You have to do it. I mean, it's just that simple. You look at the NFL. If you got good quarterbacks, you got a shot. And uh, the good ones uh, up the ante right off. I mean, if, if you got him, you change. Stafford, Los Angeles changed. You know, I mean, you get a good quarterback, you got a shot. Yep. Got to go find one, and uh, maybe we'll have a fun NFL watching season uh, coming up this year. Got some ECU baseball uh, coming up, Cy, on Friday. Really enjoyed talking to Cliff Goblin and the Pirate Players on Monday's Pirate Radio Live. They're cranked up, ready to go uh, for another big year. Well, you know, with Cliff, Cliff he, Cliff's going to have a good team. I mean, let's get real. He is a heck of a coach. He gets the most out of his players. He works himself to death. His team will be right in the hunt. 
Uh, and let's uh, let's hope they can continue their winning ways. You got a good left hander coming back, and a lot of other guys. I, you know, I, I never worry about Cliff Gobbins. Yeah, because he's not, he's just a coach, and does and I mean that in the right way. And and uh, he gets the most, and he does his kids right. And and, it, and it's no longer a, a year team; it's a program. Sure, they're going to be good every year. I never worry about them. People yell out about the World Series. I don't worry about that either. I know that we put a good product out there that's well coached, and we'll you'll break through if you keep doing this. I mean, we're just too good a program as long as he's there. He just does a heck of a job. First pitch, Friday, 4 o'clock, East Carolina, welcoming Bryant to Clark LeClaire Stadium for a three-game series this weekend. Si, always enjoy talking hoops and other sports with you, and uh, glad you're you're doing good and looking forward to hearing you back on the call. I have to wait a week uh, until – uh, East Carolina's back at home, but uh, looking forward to seeing you back in Minji's Coliseum. Clip, I, I look forward to it. I'm glad you're doing some uh, PA for uh, yes, sir. the baseball team and the basketball team. It's just a lot of fun. Real proud of the Pirates, and we got to get basketball a little bit better, but let's get let's always look to the future as being bright. That's the way I do it. Yes, sir. Thank you, Cy. Enjoyed it. All right, Clip. Take care, buddy. All right. That's uh, why Cy's always wearing shades. The future is so bright. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one, hour two. Coach O, Dr. Gary Overton, joins us in the Pirate Radio studios. Talk some Pirate baseball. We'll uh, wrap up the hour. One of Chandler's all-time favorite sports players has called it quiz. Is that fair to say, Chandler? All right, we'll tell you who that is. And uh, have some other news and notes from the sports world to wrap up hour one when we return after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show welcome back for the latest breaking news interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner be sure to follow pirate radio on our social media on facebook twitter and instagram at pr 927 fm Join the close to 54,000 followers today at PR927FM. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, you got Coach O, Dr. Gary Overton, joining us in just a moment after this uh, segment. A couple of news and notes. Shirley saw this. I, I, am, am I reading it correctly? Tonight, Thompson averaged 27 and a half points a game last week. Yep. And the Pirate 2 and the two Pirate wins, she was. The AAC Player of the Week. So that's awesome. Pirates uh, picking up a couple wins last week, and Tanaya Thompson, a big reason for that. Yeah, and uh, she was a big reason why ECU beat Memphis by 30. 68-38. Yeah, it's uh, Tanaya. I knew that Tanaya was going to be uh, – now, if you remember Tanaya's history – she committed originally committed uh, to Kim McNeil when uh, Kim McNeil was uh, at, I want to say it's Hartford, but don't, is it Hartford? Right, yeah. Okay, because my memory, I keep wanting to say Hartford and Hampton. I get those two mixed up sometimes. But uh, it, uh, And when Kim McNeil took the job at East Carolina, Tanaya came with her. And, uh, and she has been a real bright spot 
for uh, East Carolina and something that she can build a team around, especially after losing LaShonda Monk um, last year to graduation, which, by the way, just a little side note, LaShonda Monk is making herself known because uh, she had that extra year of eligibility due to the COVID rules. So um, she went to Ole Miss and uh, she is playing some really, really good basketball for Ole Miss as well. So, um, But when LaShonda left, there was a huge gap as to who was going to be kind of your point person, your leader of your team. Well, Tania has stepped nicely into that role, and uh, she is proving just exactly why Kim McNeil recruited her in the first place. Well, good time to start playing your best basketball, so we'll see Absolutely. if uh, they can keep their winning ways going. Also, I saw this, Chandler. Um two-time all-star two-time silver slugger uh award winner one-time gold glove winner that was 13 years ago which tells you this guy's been around a while and world series champion ron zimmerman has announced his retirement mr national you mr. are national a, baby a nats fan so you've probably watched him your uh his entire career right absolutely well i started in 2000 around 2012 you uh, became a nats fan because of chad tracy <laughs> yeah uh so um yeah watched him for many years he is the first pick uh, of the Washington Nationals when they made the move from the Montreal Expos. So, truly is Mr. National, Mr. Walkoff as well, and then played a huge part for the Nationals on that World Series run, run back in 2019. So, I, I thought I saw that he was going to come back for one more year. Maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, with the – you know the. Um, lockout right now with baseball and not really sure what the future holds for major league baseball right now i think he just decided hey i think let's let's hang it up i'm a world series champion i'm a two-time all-star and i had one hell of a career in washington and also interesting fact he was born in little washington that's right washington native um i uh freddie freeman to me is a unhateable guy but i'm a oh, brave very fan. yeah he's very likable like if you don't like freddie freeman other than him hurting your team i'd like to know why he just seems like a very likable guy and i say that as a braves fan so i try to think of other players especially teams i don't like like for like david wright was kind of that way with the mets but i think ryan zimmerman is a perfect example of a an unhateable guy yeah, and it's like you said if you do hate him please explain to me why there's something wrong with you yeah, there's something wrong with you that's right so, uh, great career for Ryan Zimmerman. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. When we return, we'll talk Pirate Baseball. They get underway Friday against Bryant. We'll uh, see what Coach O has to say. What's in store for ECU Baseball 2022? We'll talk to Dr. Gary Overton when we return on Pirate Radio Live right after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility, brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and repairing any kind of vehicle. They do it all. Greenville Auto World is located across from Speedway at Bell's Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. 
Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here. Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live will make you a winner in hour number three. Open up the Pirate Radio booty bag. Uh, how do you fill time on a 24-hour sports network while well, you do a mock draft? That's what CBS Sports HQ is doing here a couple of days after the Super Bowl. Chandler, I just saw in there the mock draft they're doing currently. The number one pick was the tackle from NC State. Oh yeah, is he? Is that like consensus? Like, is that? I, I don't. I, I don't think there is a consensus number one. Okay. But I know he is. I think he's been considered the top offensive lineman. Period. In the draft, he's a really big kid. I think he's a left tackle in in Kwanwu or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, interesting. I mean, uh, that would be the first uh, number one overall pick from state since I guess Mario Williams. Super Mario, that's right. And uh, the latest mock I saw had the Panthers getting Kenny Pickett, so mm-hmm. maybe in the quarterback market. And our Washington Commanders will be looking for a quarterback this offseason or in the draft. And uh, Coach O, Dr. Gary Overton joins us, fellow Washington fan. Coach, uh, we'd love to see a good quarterback in D.C., right? Oh, absolutely. I heard you and uh, Cy talking earlier and uh, <laughs> certainly get, getting ready for football as well. It'll be an interesting offseason to see what they do, but uh, it's baseball time, Coach O, and uh, you'll be on the call coming up this weekend with the new Pirate uh, announcer, Scott Rogers. Scooter will join us on the show on Wednesday, so looking forward to talking to him. But Coach O will be up there in the broadcast booth. Bryant coming to town. and. Coach, a lot of excitement. How about season tickets sold out and going to be a big uh, big crowd in the jungle and around the fence. Everybody's fired up for some pirate baseball. Yeah, no question. And we all know what baseball means around here. But same time, uh, you come off a season like they had last year, and that's very special. Uh, a lot of excitement headed into that Super Regional. And, and uh, when you go back and look at the numbers and, and the players and the accomplishments that were uh, to be last season, it, it certainly was special. And uh, as a former coach, you know that recruiting is the lifeblood. That's Cliff Godwin's job to bring in the talent. For me, on the outside looking in, I see Gavin Williams, Connor Norby, Thomas Francisco, Seth Cadell, uh, Matt Bridges, Cam Colmore. I see those guys leave. I start getting scared, Coach. But uh, Cliff Godwin has a program, not a team. So for people like me, set my mind at ease. Uh, this this team is fully uh, stacked with talent, right? Uh, there's no question about that. And and the ones you mentioned were the key players on last year's club, uh, the core, so to speak. Uh, the the numbers that those guys um, exhibited were certainly certainly something that propels a team to where they went into a super regional. But yeah, a, a stockpile well done. Matter of fact, you look down the roster. You see a lot of names that were on the club last year, but were rarely used mm-hmm. for obviously reason, uh, for obvious reasons. But same time, uh, really good players in their own right. Looks like the Pirates will be uh, spearheaded on the mound by Carson Wisenhunt, the lefty coach. Great season last year. Uh, his name will be called. How about the the other starters? Uh, potentially Garrett Saylor. Of course, Jake Kuchmaner has been around a while. How about the, the starting rotation for East Carolina this year, and, and what stands out to you? Well. First and foremost, you mentioned Wisenhunt. He's a true number one. And that's uh, the most important factor because others will learn a lot from him. And the experience on the mound may be a little limited with the exception of Kuchmaner, who has had excellent seasons in the past. Now, a little subpar last year, I think he would tell you the same. But uh, what he's accomplished with the perfect game and almost no hitter uh, the game prior to. Uh, certainly special for the Pirates. Uh, you, you you see guys like Garrett Saylor, good arm. Then comes Nick Logish with a very good arm. His even stronger. Cooch Maynard's experience. Any of those three guys 
could assume the two and three role. Uh, younger guys, uh, as we just mentioned, that hey, uh, Pirate fans didn't have a chance to see that much last year. Guys like Josh Groves, certainly in the mix. And then a couple of freshmen, Jake Hunter and uh, Trey Savage. Uh, a lot of a lot of good things to come from those two guys. Had the players in yesterday, Coach. Uh, Worrell, uh, Agnos, and uh, Wisenhunt, Mayhew, and Giles. All right, I can get all five off the top of my head. They said that Jake Hunter was mowing them down this past weekend. So uh, they got a lot of people excited to see the the young kid Jake Hunter throw. Have you been able to see him throw at all since he's been here? Have not seen him. I did hear one hit in four innings. Yeah. That's, that's special against a very talented lineup and, and one that is uh, really experienced. Yeah, no doubt. So looking forward to seeing him. On the back end, uh, you're kind of led by C.J. Mayhew, who we've seen the hard-throwing lefty out of the bullpen. And if you're in a tight spot late in the game, it uh, looks like he's going to be the guy to go to this year. Yeah, I think all the Pirate coaches would tell you, uh, Austin Knight especially, the pitching coach, that um, his bulldog mentality leads to being the closer. And uh, when you talk to the, the staff about who the closer may or may not be, his name's always number one. And uh, it was interesting talking to him because a lot of these guys all start in high school. They come in and find a, kind of find their role in D1 college baseball as a bullpen guy, as a closer. He said that he came up in high school being a closer, kind of got uncomfortable when they put him at starter, and he, he does his best damage coming in in relief. Now, that doesn't mean if he has to, he can't go one, two, three innings, uh, but he prefers to come out of the bullpen, so he's very comfortable with that role. Yeah, and very interesting that a guy came up in that way Yeah, because most start as a starter or begin uh, their careers as a starter, and then depending on, the again, the mentality or uh, the type of pitcher they are, he, as you said, a hard thrower, Although only at, uh, say, 89, 90, uh, and CJ can't uh, touch 91, mm-hmm. but very deceptive. And uh, a guy whose arm slot prevents hitters from seeing the ball well, thus a lot of strikeouts. And on that note, says he's added the new pitch uh, for the season. So guys are fine-tuning what they do. Says he's uh, added a slider to the mix, Coach, to go with a fastball change-up curveball. So uh, four pitches, he says he has this year. Well, anything from the left side is tough to hit. <laughs> and uh, what's the old saying? A right-hander has to throw hard and harder. Left-hander only has to be left-handed. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and uh, we got that left-handed starter on a, a Friday with Wisenhunt and a, a left-handed guy at the bullpen with Mayhew. I've also heard, and this said from coaches, from players, from from even people breaking it down, that, yeah, you lose Bridges and Colmore, but we'll see from a talent standpoint, from a depth standpoint, it sounds like, Cliff and, and Palumbo and Austin Knight are very happy with what they have depth-wise coming out of the bullpen this year, Coach. A lot of options uh, for this team. Yeah, numbers certainly in the Pirates' favor. There's no question about that. And when you go back to Bridges and Colmore, um, we know Bridges had that fantastic freshman season, and Colmore developed as time went on. But what those guys brought was a lot of experience and a lot of know-how, so to speak, to the diamond when they came in late in the game. Now, these guys have been able to get their feet wet gradually as they go. So, yeah, there, there's a, a strong number or component of this core who could be really good. Coach, uh, Cliff Godwin knows about the catcher position, and when you lose a, a bat like Cadell, you, you say, okay, who's going to fill in there? Well, we saw Ben Newton play very well last year for East Carolina, and it sounds like the catcher position is, is really stacked for East Carolina this year. Uh, Cliff said he's got four options there, and the good thing is they all do different things well. If he needs a, 
Uh, he said, for example, a defensive guy, when Sailor's throwing his uh, ball in the dirt, he can put a guy back there. If he needs some offense, he can put another guy in. So the catcher spot uh, sounds like it's uh, it's well-stocked, and we could see a lot of different guys play catcher this year for ECU. Really could, but Ben Newton um, offensively grew as the season went along. You know, when he first came in and he was a uh, so-called spelling uh, Cadell, uh, it, it was a little interesting to see a difference in those bats. But as the year wore on, uh, Ben really progressed and even uh, possessed some uh, what we like to call gap power. Now, he also liked Seth Cadell would shut down running games, but he would do it with quick throws versus arm strength. So, yeah, plenty good there. Now, what we miss in Cadell is power. Yeah, uh, there was there was certainly an element there, but uh, Ben Ben not a lack of it by himself. In addition to what you said, yes, there are a couple of freshmen that can certainly gain some playing time. And there's a chance, Coach, when you look around the diamond in the infield, this defense, which has been really good, could be even better. I mean, it's tough to replace what Connor Norby does at the plate, but if if, if indeed Zach Agnos does move to second, you still got Ryder at short and Amac and, and, and others at third, you're going to have a really good defensive infield, uh, something we've seen. That's a staple of ECU baseball here in years past. really is, and you said it best. It could even be better. Yeah. Uh, Agnos... Uh, the quality of Agnos is that he plays second, short, and third equally well. He can play any of those three positions, so him moving from third to second, is uh, nothing is lost. Not at all. Really good player. Turns the double play exceptionally well at that position. Um, we all know that Ryder Giles has soft hands. You know, uh, what that does for the Pirates is creates a, a, not a catalyst, but more so a, uh, a leader on the diamond just because of his defensive prowess Mm. and then you go to third base now that's that is going to be very interesting this year because alec makarevich is a really good player regardless of whether he's in a corner outfield spot or third base but he's going to add some power to this lineup that he and josh moiling can be the guys that carry the load so when you go to first base and you mentioned agnos at second that is a super strong infield defensively and you have offense in it as well. Good point, Coach. Uh, your corners there in the infield going to provide a lot of pop. We talked talk to Bryson World yesterday. He said he wants his home run number to go up from 9 to 15. So he, he wants to provide more power. But that big fella at first base, Josh Moylan, I'm excited to see him swing this year. He, he can provide some pop. Yeah, uh, fifth-round draft pick out of high school, and uh, uh, that was based off of his power. We saw it last year, of course, the ball that he hit in the Super Regional against Vanderbilt. Uh, I'm not sure that ball isn't still traveling. So uh, uh, he's, shown, he's shown that he does possess a lot of power. But you, you put he and Makarevich together, and they'll probably hit either 3-4 or 4-5, and that's uh, – uh, that's some strength in the middle. A lot of speed in the outfield, Coach, uh, led by Bryson Worrell, who, just looking at him, looks like he could play safety for East Carolina, the, the type of body he has. But he provides uh, – he covers a lot of ground out there. How about uh, the outfield this year, looking at it, Coach? Well, let's go back to him. You, you mentioned the uh, his him wanting his numbers to go up uh, in terms of home runs, and that's going to happen. An old coach told me many years ago, he said, with age comes power. And uh, Bryson's not been short on that all along. Nine home runs last year. That's certainly that's a good number for any any hitter that's uh, you know in the early part of the lineup, which is where he'll hit due to his speed. Excellent, excellent skill player. 
He's probably the best athlete on the club. There's no question about that. And a lot of scouts like to call it a five-tool player. Now, he has put it together at times, and in so doing, he's shown a lot of brilliance. So um, I I think he's going to show the way for the two corner spots. Lane Hoover's still out there. Uh, Again, a front-line player last year, injured, and and still uh, regained that spot when he came back. But um, the guy to watch out for or to look for Riley Johnson. We saw a little bit in him last mm-hmm. year. One of the smoothest strokes I've seen. His his swing is really on a plane that is, uh, what's the old saying? It's a sweet swing. Mm-hmm. And uh, in so doing, uh, he has a little power as well. Small guy, but not small on the diamond. And again, we're talking about a lot of speed, Coach. You get Hoover and, and Worrell and, and even Agnos. Agnos described himself. He said he wasn't the fastest guy but was very savvy on the base pass. Uh, you get those guys on base, and, and you know, why does was ECU bunt so much? Well, they can cause havoc uh, once they get on bases. I'm expecting a lot of stolen bases this year yeah, for ECU. Agnos, Giles, yeah. both of those two guys really run above average. Now, the three outfielders all are above that, mm-hmm. all three of them. And um, with that being said, yeah, I think you can look for more speed. I think you're going to look for more um, not extra bases, but we like to call it first to third, second to home. And um, that's that sets up for more runs as the game goes along. So it's going to be a part of the game. I think the Pirates will implement just a little more. And Cliff Godwin has said that all year. Coach, I always I ask you this question every year, so sorry for asking you again. <laughs> From your days coaching to where we are now, and maybe if we're talking Major League Baseball, this answer will be drastically different. Maybe not as different in the college game. Maybe so. I'll let you answer. But uh, what are the biggest differences in the game of baseball, the nine innings played on the field, from when you were the skipper here uh, to, to where we are today? Well, I think that was answered by Clip Brock earlier in this interview when he said depth on the diamond. I think that's the biggest thing we see today, not just more players more good players. Uh, you, you look at the names that we have addressed today that only had limited playing time last year because of the Norbys and Cadells and Francisco's, and um, we didn't have that. Uh, or You didn't see that in college baseball as much back in those days as you do today. That's the biggest part. Still have speed, probably more of it. You have better athletes, um, trained much better today. Uh, obviously, the methods are much better. Strength coaches on top of their games right. as well. So those, those are issues, but those are tangible items. The intangible, I think, is the depth. Yeah, and that, you bring up the strength conditioning, the the team doctors, things like that. I always hear that, specifically with guys like Larry Bird. Like, if he played today, what would he do? Well, what if he had the doctors and the science that players have today? What kind of numbers and how many years could he play? So that's a big part of it, right? Just uh, knowing how to protect your body and make yourself available for the grind. We looked at Giles last year, played and started in 61 games, Coach. That's a that's a heck of a year of playing baseball right there. Oh, absolutely. And you only get better by playing. And, and let's go back to Ryder, who's now aging as we speak uh, uh, season-wise. But uh, the student-athlete experience is very big in college today. And, and you mentioned strength programs, as, as did I. But uh, even nutrition, mm-hmm. big part of the game today, so big. And that's, uh, that's even making guys like Ryder Giles better as he goes into his senior year. What do you think, Coach, now of, of what we see from the, the specialization of pitching where – 
this starter's a, a four or five inning guy and then we're going to have a bridge guy and a setup and a closer and part of that is because i guess you got better players to choose from in the bullpen maybe you didn't have those numbers back then does it frustrate you as an older coach or do you do you understand the way that's used now oh understand it completely and and really like it i I like what i see because players who you and i would call long relievers years ago now he may be a middle innings guy Mm -hmm. you know you're looking for him in yeah inning specific fourth fifth sixth uh set up excellent excellent point because colmore and bridges handled that so well where one closed the other set him up and they were a great um uh they were a great tandem yeah for ecu and uh and and part of that too is accepting your roles and i feel like at this point with the program cliff goblin has uh, he has no problem with giving guys uh, guys a role and those guys accepting that role as part of the team now you take any picture that we've mentioned today uh, the two freshmen or any of the returners and um if they can set up mayhew that's a big thing oh but yeah then, then the middle guys and um let's go back to wisenhunt we know he's going to go deep into games uh, the others may not ask to be do that or ask to do that as much as say a wizen hunt. You know, get us the uh, the situational pitching today is get us to the fifth or get right. us to the sixth. Is it almost like you're managing in reverse? Like, okay, we got the ninth inning good with Mayhew. We got our seventh and eighth. You're, you're kind of managing the whole game backwards almost. <laughs> Very good point because there's, there are issues with pitching backwards as well. But uh, but managing backwards, absolutely. How about what the uh, like Rays and other teams do with the opener? And uh, What do you think about that? Uh, when you have guys that throw 97, 98, and I mean uh, a barrel of them, yes. It sounds like what you're saying is whatever it takes to win. That's it. That, that sounds and, like that's it. And the Rays will tell you that. Yeah, and they're there every year for a reason, right? Sure. Uh, there at the end. All right, Coach O joining us. Uh, Ellerby wanted me to ask you this, Coach. Uh, we know about Cliff Goblin, the intense competitor each and every day as a manager. How about Cliff the player? Uh, you know, coming up and local kid coming here to East Carolina. Uh, what do you remember about Cliff Goblin, the player? Self-made player. He's a guy that came in with um, good ability from a local high school. Um, very intense, very intense type player, and his game grew. He was better each year that he played. Redshirted his first year. Through his fifth year, he was better each and every year and developed some tra- or some tools that really carried him onto uh, uh, even into Pro Bowl. And coach, I know as a coach, you like guys that you can bring in, teach them the way, and then they become kind of coaches on the field. Cliff Goblin put, puts a lot of responsibility on the upperclassmen to, hey, you you coach these younger guys when, when I'm not able to, to give a voice. Sounds like he was that type of guy as a player. I know you coaches love that, right? Oh, very much. A player, I mean, a coach on the field is so special because uh, they're getting an insight they don't get from the head coach or the assistants. But uh, also a guy like Cliff Godwin uh, is born to be a coach. You know, he had it in him. He had the intangibles as well as the knowledge and understanding of what it takes to win you said earlier uh, whatever it takes to win and he knew how to implement that into his game Uh, i talked to michael perry last week former east carolina assistant basketball coach uh, interim head coach first year doing the broadcast and at times he'll step on jeff charles and part of that is he admits it's tough to get him out of coach mode he's still He's in a tie on the sidelines, uh, Coach O, but he's still 
coaching, but you know, and he, it, it, it's tough to get him out. Did it take you a while, or do you still get in that mode sometimes up at the press box at Clark Leclerc? Is it? Can you ever get away from that coach mode? No, not at all. Because <laughs> once once you establish that, and once you talk about the intricacies of the game, uh, in other words, the strategies and tactics, which I like to talk about, yeah. then it's it's really it's really a part of you. But um, it's also not just insightful, but hopefully some knowledge comes out sure absolutely and i always say when, when coach o speaks on a broadcast pay attention he's saying something you're gonna you're gonna learn something about baseball uh when dr gary overton talks on the uh, broadcast he'll be on the call this weekend at home coach and you've been a part of the selection committee with with the ncaa tournament the regionals have you looked at the landscape is it there's so many teams so many players can you pinpoint okay this team is likely to be in omaha at the end of the thing or is it wide open you know is there is it top heavy what do you think about this year's uh schedule this team the the top generally year in and year out this year no exception uh you take the top 50 clubs there's so much parity in Mm -hmm. that group which is what's the old saying it's hard to get to omaha because of only eight teams going and in so doing um there are so many clubs that are very capable for different reasons and uh what comes out it happens at the right time the team that's in the right place at the right time will go nc state uh, receiving some high marks after what they did last year unfortunately we're unable to finish their run for a championship but uh you know they are, are highly ranked east carolina once again top 15 in all the polls nationally so uh people thinking highly of the pirates tough schedule this year coach and, and part of that is you want to build your resume to host a regional to get in a, an opportunity to, to host a super regional and this feels like a, a schedule compiled to if ecu takes care of their business they could potentially do that really is a good point i mean when you play at virginia oh, by the way playing on the road is more important than playing at home right but when you play at virginia tech and then you have the dukes carolinas nc states campbell who's expected to have a good year this year those people really boost the rpi and in so doing it gives you a chance not only as you said with a good record to host at home uh or i mean i'm sorry to host a a regional but also be at home during a super regional as well Coach O, Dr. Gary Overton joining us. Coach, are you following the, the Major League Baseball stuff, or are you just saying, y'all figure it out and let's well, play? I mean, it's uh, tough to look at. We all want the lockout to end. Man. And in so doing, I think uh, baseball, uh, you know, it, it it's America's game. And in so uh, we just all want it to end. We do. Uh, if not, the Braves will just keep being World Series champions. I'm okay with that, but I want to see those guys back on the field, but uh regardless we will be seeing some pirate baseball coach uh we'll talk to you during the season appreciate you joining us today for a preview enjoyed it thanks so much clip yes sir dr gary overton coach o joining us here today on pirate radio live we'll take a timeout come back have more for you on this tuesday we're back with you after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back to the show do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local and print it local with university sportswear 
contact them today at university sportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now let's send it back into the show. Here's your host, Flip Brock. All righty. Welcome back into Pirate Radio Live. Steven Igloo, Hoist the Color, is going to join us coming up at 5 o'clock. Before we get there, we will talk some college basketball. Nice slate tonight. We'll run down the games and talk about it with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, who joins us here on the Pirate Radio Live line. Big man, how you doing today? Good. How are you, Cliff? Good. Looks like, uh, just judging by your social media last night, you had a good night last night in college hoops. Good to see the Bonnies back two in a row over St. Louis. So I had that one last night, Jeff, feeling pretty good. But uh, did you have a, a good night last night in college basketball? Yeah, I did. I had St. Bonnie. Uh, I had um, K-State. I had Hartford. Uh, yeah, I had a good night. The only loser I had was Texas Southern. So, yeah, it was a good night and, uh, you know, We'll take it. You know, anytime you can win money uh, in, in college hoops, it, it's a plus. This thing uh, is wild this year, and it, it makes it fun for betters. It makes it frustrating. But let's dive into uh, what's going on tonight. Jeff, we've talked about the job Steve Forbes has done at Wake Forest. He goes into Duke as a pretty heavy underdog tonight. I guess, and I've heard this too, Jeff, when you dissect the Demon Deacons, and it's a feel-good story because they haven't been good in a while, and Forbes has got them off the mat. Uh, the question is, who have they beat? I guess they don't have a ton of impressive wins on their resume. So is that kind of the uh, – they should make the tournament, obviously. They have 20 wins. But uh, I don't, you're, are you counting Wake Forest as a as a real you know contender, somebody that could do damage in the NCAA tournament? Uh, I think so. I mean, I think anytime Steve Forbes is a coach of a team, you have to be interested. Um, that being said, you know, tonight, I, I don't know if the number's quite high enough. This seems like a spot. Duke kind of controlled the first uh, matchup here, 76-64, did a really nice job defensively. And really outside of Alondis Williams, no one really did much of anything for Wake. And I think, you know, now you got to go into Duke. That's an even tougher uh, ask here. I don't think that the Wake Forest Demon Deacons have an answer for Paolo Bancaro. It's that simple. And they did in the first matchup. Do I think they can, um, you know, do something in the tournament? Yeah, of course. You know, I think, you know, you can make the case, uh, Clip, you know, this might be the second best team in the ACC. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't, uh, I mean, it's a down conference. I mean, Florida State struggled this year. Louisville struggled. Syracuse has struggled. Carolina's not been great. So, yeah, I don't. Put it this way, Cliff. If you're asking me, am I going to bet against them the first week of the NCAA tournament? Absolutely. Jeff Nadeau joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Some other matchups tonight. This is basically, you know, pick a winner, Jeff, with the line so low. Texas, do you trust them on the road at Oklahoma? I, I was on Oklahoma last week when they beat Texas Tech at home, so pretty good at home. You, you worry about Texas. Tennessee is a slight favorite at home over Kentucky. Are the Wildcats the real deal? Can they go in and beat an erratic Tennessee team? And even Wisconsin-Indiana. Indiana is a three-point favorite uh, at home against Wisconsin. These are basically like, all right, who's going to win this game? I'm going to take this team. Do you feel comfortable about any of those uh, involving top 25 teams tonight? Well, you know, when you look at Texas, Oklahoma, obviously it's a good spot for Oklahoma. Um, you know, this team hasn't played exactly uh, real well uh, over the last, let's say, two weeks or so, but you know, they did get a great win in a similar spot against Texas Tech. You know, Texas is kind of turning a corner a little bit. I look at this game and I kind of say, 
you know, how the hell, who, who scores in this game? I mean, Oklahoma couldn't do anything offensively the first match, but 52 points. It's not like Texas has looked incredible offensively this year. You know, this is a, a very slow-paced game. Um, I think, you know, Oklahoma obviously solid defensively. I think they'll be okay here. I kind of thought the under was a good play uh, in this one. As far as some of the other flip games, um, if, if we're talking about a flip game, I, I think the best play on the board tonight is Tennessee against Kentucky. Um, this is a rough spot for Kentucky. This is a revenge game for Tennessee clip. You look at the uh, last nine games, Tennessee's 8-1. and one. It all started after they got absolutely pulverized yeah. for seven seventy nine back on January 15th. This is a major revenge game. This is a Kentucky team that's not going to have Ty Ty Washington tonight. It's a rough spot. Tennessee's really good, Cliff. This is a team that uh, we got to start paying attention to. And I know every year, you know, we kind of hear the same thing about Tennessee. But <laughs> Well, you're the one saying it every year. <laughs> well, yeah. But there was one real good team a couple of years ago, the Schofield the Williams. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that team. And you know, this team this year I like. Defensively, they're very solid as usual. Um, you look at offensively, those where they really, I think, get their, uh, their their success. I mean, they're a much better three-point shooting team. Everybody's kind of playing in their uh, right spots. Um, I like Tennessee a lot. I, I think they get a huge home win tonight. I think they make things difficult on a Ty Ty Washington-less uh, Kentucky team. I think they force some turnovers, and I think they get the job done tonight. I like Tennessee. Jeff, uh, last week I asked, you know, how do you handicap uh, the Big East this year? And your answer was, I don't. Uh, you avoid it. And uh, I will bring up this game, uh, because, but it is a Big East game. And it's a good game tonight. Villanova at Providence. Providence 21-2, and 11-1 in the Big East yet. They are home dogs to Villanova. So you said last week you don't have much interest in uh, betting Big, big East games. How about this one? Well, I kind of want to talk to you about Providence for a second. Um, you know, I've, I've vilified them. Um, obviously, 21-2, and two, it's impressive. I'll first make it clear, Big East is not a good conference. It's not acting like it is. It's not. There's no really good team here. Clip, there's a Ken Palm metric um, that yeah. is called luck rating. Okay, They've tr- He's tracked it since he started the site. This team, okay, there's been no team more lucky outside of Providence. You have to go all the way back to 2008. Doesn't need Wagner to find a team as lucky as this year's Providence basketball. Team. Do you know what that factors in at all, Jeff? The, what he what what's used to determine luck? Yeah, so I've gotten that question before. I don't have the exact potion, but yeah. Ken Palm, um, I think, kind of describes it as just a modicum of like um, you know different factors, like whether it's shot quality, shot. Uh, um, expectancy, oh, right, right, right. situations, yeah. sorts of things like that. I mean, when we look at luck, I mean, they're lucky by like a wide margin. The next closest team, he measures it like point. So their their luck rating is point two two six. The next closest luck team is Siena at point one seven zero. So hmm. they're like significantly luckier than anyone else. Clip. So uh, it's um, it's pretty incredible. I think eventually it's going to run out. Do I think it's tonight at home against Villanova? Um, yeah, I would leave Villanova. I think they're better than Providence. Yeah. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, I know you like to get in the weeds, uh, so I hit on some top 25 games tonight. What else are you looking for kind of beyond the uh, off the beaten path tonight? You know, I, I really like what I'm seeing out of this Kent State group lately. Um, they have to head on the road to take on Toledo. I've noticed in this conference um, – yeah, these in-state matchups have gotten a lot of love. They've been good games, too. 
Kent State's won uh, seven in a row. Uh, they're ten and four in conference. Really playing some great basketball under Rod uh, Senderoff. You look at this team; very good on the defensive end, and you know, they play with a lot of uh, kind of a short pace. They turn you over. Have a good offense. Uh, the return of Giovanni Santiago has been huge for them. Uh, they get a Toledo team tonight that they've already beaten once. Um, they're eight point dogs tonight. I think Toledo. Uh, it was a good team. I don't think they're a great team. I think Kent State could probably throw a little fly in the ointment here and for the most part when stepping up um in this conference you know Toledo's kind of had a lot of close games so I don't you know I don't love Kent State I think it's worth a little look tonight another game I played tonight was Arkansas uh, kind of not really a, an in the weeds game more of a high-end team I'm really high on Arkansas I think they're a really good basketball team defensively they're elite they beat the same Missouri team by 34 uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, now you're telling me a change of venue is going to be any different. Look, I know Missouri can be tough at times, but I don't know how they scored tonight. I like Arkansas. And in your, uh, the conference that East, uh, ECU's in, Memphis, Cincinnati, Memphis off a huge win over the weekend in yeah. uh, Houston. Now they got to go play uh, Cincinnati. That's going to be a great atmosphere tonight in, uh, in that little city. You look at Memphis clip, some of the comments coming out of that uh, – team after the game were laughable uh did you did you hear the quote coming out of some of the players they would they stated that it was quote a win they'll remember for their entire career <laughs> uh, it's like a, a low down like just weak game i mean good teams don't say things like i mean that's a team that was like top 10 going into the year preseason <laughs> so <laughs> And uh, I think, I don't know, I, my dad was asking me this at the game the other night, uh, at the ECU game. Uh, Amani Bates, has he shut it down? Is he like week to week? Like, what's his deal there at Memphis? I think he's pulled a Jalen Johnson. I think yeah. he's done. Like, he's out. Um, yeah. Another uh, game tonight clip kind of real in the weeds. I think Liberty's worth a look tonight. Um, I'm hearing some reports that uh, North Florida, the team they're playing tonight, has some major injury problems. Um, they already got crushed one time uh, this year by Liberty. I think they got crushed again here. I, I think North Florida is one of the weirdest teams in the country. Could they shoot a ton of threes? Um, if those threes aren't going down, they can get blown out real quick. I think they get blown out tonight. I lean Liberty. All right, the Ospreys, Jeff. Uh, I had my Rams future hit. Kudos to you. You were on the Rams from. Uh, the beginning saying they were the best team in the playoffs so i was very happy about that sunday night and now i've got the itch i've got the future itch and i'm looking ahead i'd love to get involved in some conference titles uh which uh i know jeff you break that down each and every year before the conference tournament so i can't wait for that time uh here three weeks or so from now but as far as national championship odds go and i was kind of looking in the 12 to 1, 14 to 1 window, which is the same that I got the, the Rams on. And some teams that stand out Baylor, which I think they're really banged up right now, right, Jeff? Uh, yeah. You got Kansas, who I like. I had them last night. Uh, Duke is in that range uh, at 11 to 1. I don't know. Any, uh, have you, first of all, what futures do you have out there right now? And it might be late in the game to get into them, but. I kind of would like to put one or two down here just for fun. So what are you looking at out there? Yeah, I have a lot of futures, to be honest. Uh, some of the top teams, I have Gonzaga, I have Purdue, I have Kentucky. Um, and then when we're getting into the price range you're looking at, um, I have Texas Tech, hmm. 50 to 1. I've got Texas, 30 to 1. Um, but I think there's some teams kind of in, I would say, clip maybe the range of like, a Texas Tech or even a Houston, a Tennessee, and then even an Arkansas down in the 100-to-1 range. I have them as well. Um, I think they're really an interesting team. I think 100-to-1 is too high on Arkansas. I think talent-wise, 
Um, they're really talented. I think they should be more in like the 50 to one range. I think that's a huge price. Um, you know, I, I think though in that middling range, like 15 to 30 to one, UCLA 25 to one. I think they have the pedigree. They have the eye test to me. I, I can surely see them winning the NCAA tournament. They have the, one of the best players in the country. They're deep. They're old. They play good defense. They're well coached. They've been to the final four. Um, I think if there's a team, let's say in the top 10 that I want, uh, it's UCLA. Okay. I think they're really good. I don't see a ton of negatives to them. <clears throat> be either UCLA or Purdue to me, or Gonzaga. Jeff Nadeau joining us today. Jeff uh, has got the sit-down podcast going on, too, which you can download uh, the latest episode and all the episodes right now. Jeff, anything else we need to know about? You know, Clip, uh, real quick with the sit-down, if, if you haven't listened, this could be the, ch- the chance to listen. This episode I'm doing tomorrow, Wednesday, is one of the most anticipated episodes I've personally done. Uh, I'm very uh, much uh, in on the subject. I know a lot about it. We're going to talk about Goodfellas. We're going to talk about Lufthansa Heist. We've done a show on some of the particular people in that, but we're going to talk about a guy that was very involved that you don't hear about. Um, And we're really kind of getting into the weeds with this one, if you will. Um, So I urge you to check the show out. I think you'll enjoy it if you like Mafia history. And, yeah, uh, just kind of getting ready for college hoops. That's kind of the center stage now, Clip. Yes, sir. you know. Excited to talk uh, some conference tournaments uh, and, of course, NCAA tournament with you down the road. Big man, we'll uh, check in with you next week. Real quick, did you see who uh, got introduced today? James Harden. Is he playing tonight? No, he's ah. I know you're fired up. I know you're fired up. We'll talk about that, too. And I got pre-approved for a mortgage yesterday, Cliff. All right. <laughs> Congrats, man. Good stuff. Jeff, uh, enjoyed it, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right, buddy. See ya. All right, the big man on campus, the big man on his own land, Jeff Nadeau. Joining us today here on PRL. We'll take a timeout, come back, wrap up hour number two. Get you set for hour number three. Steven Igo, Hoist the Colors, will join us inside the Pirate Radio Studios talking all things ECU, hoops, baseball, and football. We'll be back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back to the show did you miss a show on pirate radio listen to all of pirate radio's archi- archived local programming by subscribing to us on apple Podcasts, soundcloud or spotify subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iphone or apple device and search for pirate radio audio archives now let's send it back into your host here's clip thanks cj cj if you were uh hitting fifth in the lineup on friday for east carolina and you were announced to the plate what would be your walk-up music oh man you put me on the spot everybody's supposed to just know this like have this answer ready for when they're asked well it changes so much somebody what said would it, it be yesterday? right now right now it's already changed again in the last two seconds it changed you're right it's gotta be a wrestling theme right i feel like it would can i do that but i get yeah, we've had... Uh, You're not going to get sued. <laughs> we've had Stone Cold used before out there. Man, I would love Triple H's. The, the game. game? Yeah, the game. Start it from the beginning? Yeah, I'll, do the, I'll go out there and the do game. the water spit, too. That would be cool. Until you're hitting uh, 180. 
yeah. game seven into the season doing all those theatrics <laughs> using up the team's water supply chandler what's yours uh hell's bells the bells tolling and then it kind of slowly gets in there it's what it was in high school i don't like that song because i i like for whom the bell tolls better oh. so anytime it's on the radio they have the same bell playing at the beginning I might be for whom the bell tolls. Nah, it's Hell's Bells again. But anyway. Damn it. I it's would, Hell's uh, Bells. I would probably go NWO theme. Can't go wrong with that. It's so cool, too. I'd, we have some wrestling I'd too news. Too sweet today. the umpire. <laughs> What's the wrestling news? Out of the AEW? Oh, oh yeah. breaking news, boys. Hold on, I want Chandler wow. to say it. You don't even watch I wrestling. You saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the deal, CJ? Uh, Cody Rhodes is apparently leaving AEW. All right, so here's what I here's what's in my brain. Didn't he like start the AEW? Or yeah, am I was, wrong? No, you're right. He was one of the uh, EVPs, executive vice presidents. It was like him and the Young Bucks mm-hmm. and Kenny Omega. So how is he leaving his own thing? You know, that's a great question. I, I'm i not entirely convinced he's actually leaving. It's a, a work. It's a work, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of, kind of thinking it might be, but I don't know. Isn't he a big, which they all are, and, and they should be. That's their job, but he's, he's egotistical. Oh, yeah. So is he doing this so he can make a return? And if that's the case, would fans even be into that? It depends. There's a, I mean, there's a there's a fine line he's been towing of like being egotistical, but to the point where you can tell it's a part of his character. It's a but character, if, yeah. Yeah, but if you, I mean, if you leave and you get all of these news sources on it and everything, if you get all of these people into it, and then you come back at whatever the next pay per view is, you know, uh, I don't know how that's going to be received. Yeah, like SW Onslow Pirate said, I am a bit full of myself. Mm-hmm. What if I was like, you know what? I, I'm not doing this show anymore. And then I show up on like Friday, like, I'm back, baby. <laughs> you fat, stinky man. <laughs> Look who's back. Like, that would be a pretty lame move by me. Yeah. Kind of be frowned upon, most likely. I feel like that would be a lame move by Cody if he's like in on this thing. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, any other breaking news from the breaking news, boys? Not that I know of. Let's we- look at. Go ahead, Chandler. I was just going to say the other breaking news we mentioned earlier, Ryan Zimmerman is going to be retiring from the Nationals. From the National Baseball Association. Uh, tonight, we mentioned a uh, good slate of college basketball games. The Hornets are in action tonight. Hornets, Hornets! on the road at Minnesota. I saw a uh, picture of Minnesota's, or I guess they're throwbacks now. It makes me feel old, but like the jerseys they had in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Those are sweet. Sweet. I need to go back to those. It's so funny that like when they went to the KG era and had new uniforms, it was like, wow, they are up to date, out of the past, out of that Kelly Green and Royal Blue or whatever it was. And they look so cool. And now I want them to go back to what they were previously. I guess it's just something different. Hornets at Timberwolves. T-Wolves have a winning record. 30 and 27. They're seventh in the West. The Hornets like to go on a run, get a few games over 500, then immediately go back to 500. And that's what they've done. 
as they are 29 and 29 on the year minnesota a six six and a half point home favorite tonight um has montrez harrell played yet he's he played has. in two games was... and he's played very well good he is always at the rim waiting for that lob from oh. little mellow has he had two 20 plus point games i know he did in the last wow. one I, I know he did in his first game well he um, did in the second one in, too. in detroit i'm not sure about memphis on i'm Saturday. telling you he did i don't know why you're ignoring me i'm telling you he did well you asked the question first Can you i both did. stay in your lane please i did and i said i know he did in the second game and then you're over there hollering i know he did the first game i don't know if he did in the second game well i'm saying he did in the second game well i knew he did in the first game so that comes to the question or that comes to the answer that yes montress harrell did jeez please. can he do it tonight we'll see we'll talk about it tomorrow can he do it in his third game Huge radio personality in Studio A right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking for Igo. Where's he at? Mon- Where is he at? <laughs> Montrezl in his last game. Why don't I see him? Uh, 20 Cause, points. Because they don't know either. Twenty, <laughs> Just like us. 20 on the dot. Right on the money. 7 of 8 from the field. Pulled down 9 rebounds. Uh, his college teammate Terry had 35 in that loss you know, uh, to the Grizz. I, so I watched his highlights whenever we signed him, and there was one thing I pointed out uh, with Montrezl Harrell when he dunks, it's like he kind of, it's like he rattles the rim, like literally rattles the rim. You think he's trying to break the backboard? I feel like that's what it looks like he's trying to do. Yeah. And the dunks that he's had so far as a Hornet, he's doing that exact same thing. So, um, yeah, very fun to have him on the on the court for the. For the Hornets, because you already have a guy like Miles Bridges who can get up and catch those lobs from Lamella, but now you have uh, the Tarboro native Montrez Harold. Shout out to all the B A white boys out there, like B A white boys, the, just like us, the Bulbs. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live scheduled to appear. Steve and I go hoist the colors. We'll see. We'll uh, also make you a winner. Open up the booty bag. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at Angel Oak. They continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. And the combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional, government, and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Party Hour 3 of Pi Radio Live here on a Super Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in. We'll make you a winner coming up later on this hour. Let's welcome in to the show from hoistthecolors.net he is the 2022 Super Bowl at Igo's house prop bet Steven champion Stephen Igo hello Stephen hey Clip uh, thank you by the way I didn't give you a shout out yet but uh, thanks for making those prop bets 
and for helping me to a championship so i understand i finished one point behind you you did you did and it came down to a freaking coin toss did you have heads or tails i actually had whichever one it was not so i got that okay well it came down to a different prop then and we both had dre yeah appearing slash speaking first which we never 100 percent finalized it but whatever yeah we'll take that so uh super bowl has come and gone we haven't really talked a lot about it because we had all the players in yesterday and, and cliff godwin but um i'll say my favorite commercial by far while watching the nfl game was the nfl commercial with all of the video game oh, yeah. guys destroying the house and all doing kind of their signature moves and they had current players nice to see chase young in a commercial but current players with former guys as well and i thought that was the most entertaining commercial of all they had peyton in a colts uniform as they should i guess so but i still remember him as a bronco why he was much better with the colts actually he did have some good years in Denver. he was very very elite his first two years but no i mean that was good honestly chasing uh with all the kids that were roaming around our house i i think i missed the majority of the commercials i do vaguely or i do really remember that one because i think all the kids had gone at that point but it was a zoo for like the first quarter i like the larry david commercial because i like larry david and i it was pretty funny where he kept shooting down ideas that turned out to be big and it was from for some crypto deal or whatever right uh but he was like i don't think this is gonna work so i like that one because i like him um shirley chandler i go do any more commercials stand out from sunday to you not me i mean like i said i I don't even really remember any others other than the lord of the rings um amazon series preview i'm looking forward to that i didn't even see that the lebron james with the cgi that Um, one was just kind of creepy it was creepy um (laughs) yeah you're a creep yeah (laughs) it was creepy well the cgi baby lebron just looks so like next to the real lebron just looked too fake yeah it did it did um that sucked chandler get out of here (laughs) i'm sorry um i I was gonna say something before you say anything you were talking about the nfl commercial yeah it it took me back to the 100th year anniversary commercial where they were at, at like the ceremony or whatever i really like that one so mm. the nfl is doing a good job with their commercials i honestly well. thought it was like a commercial for a new uh blitz game oh yeah i thought that's what it was but it was just a commercial for the nfl all right charlie what was your favorite um i really like the doritos commercial the one with the animals and um the sloth the oh gosh it was it was a doritos and there was another a product that was mixed in there and i can't remember which one it was cheetos i feel maybe? like i guess i didn't watch a lot of commercials because um, i don't remember these well that one came on pretty early on in the football game i want to say it was like the first half when that when that commercial came out i like that one i like the toyota one keeping up with the Joneses. i did like that one that was pretty good keeping um, up with the Joneses. i thought that was pretty good i'm i'm a big fan of leslie jones anyway so i thought it was pretty good um the, i like tommy lee jones every outhouse in-house outhouse in-house yeah exactly <laughs> fugitive great movie Hen see house. it kids you Cat seen house. fugitive i go i don't think so i don't do a lot of you need to see these fugitive is a great it movie. is a great movie very good i did not kill my wife i don't I care i don't care well, we'll just do the whole movie <laughs> for you. i think i'm watching it right now 
Um, I did like the the NFL one where the the players came out of the t- of the TV. I like that one. And um, really, that's about it. I, I can't think of another one that kind of stood out to me. Um, usually, there's at least one or two that are like, oh, okay, that's pretty good. Um, I kind of huh? like the avocado one. I don't remember that either. Where they where that. they're tailgating, but it's like in Roman times. Oh, was it Caesars? No, it wasn't uh, Caesars. There were there were one. two of them. Peyton Manning, by the way, was in at least three commercials, maybe four. The one with Jimmy the, Butler. The one, the he bowling one, one when they were in the bowling alley. I did like that one. He was in that one. He was in the cartoon one, and he was in the one with JB Smoove at the table with the mm-hmm. other Mannings. So that's three for Peyton. Which, by the way, I saw. They were going to continue doing Manning Night Football on ESPN. Oh, sweet. So I'm That's happy about news. that. Yeah. Uh, halftime show, Igo's wife had the uh, shirt of the night, Mom's, Mom's spaghetti. spaghetti. That was really, that was, Erica's a lot cooler than you are, Steven. Oh, yeah. She's uh, much more hip. I don't even know what the Igo's word is. wearing some lame jersey. <laughs> Whose jersey were you wearing? John Elway. Yeah. So lame. <laughs> Lame. And now wears a Denver Nuggets shirt today. Did what you know that the on? Denver Broncos have won three Super Bowls since the Washington, whatever they're called now, have won or have even appeared in a Super Bowl? Yeah, I, I'm a sports fan. Okay. I'm a sports fan too. That's why I'm not cool on entertainment stuff. I'm just cool on sports info. You're cool, all right. Speaking of being cool, <laughs> let's do our readings again. Shirley, this time you can read the negative ones. Chandler, you can read the positive ones. How about that? All right. Hold on. I got to find my sheet. So in the last, uh, just in the last week, I received a lot of praise, Igo, and a lot of hate. I did see. uh, On social media platforms. Yeah. You know, when I I came in here, something smelled a little funky, but (laughs) I didn't want to say anything. Well, I think I know what it is. Uh, So Buck Wild. Some complete psycho on Hoist the Colors started a thread that said, OMG, Clip Brock is back. That's my fan base. Complete psychos online. Thanks, Buckwild. So we start there. All right, Shirley, uh, you can read Southwest Onslow Pirate. In response to who is Clip Brock? Well, he's a fat, stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice. Doesn't seem to, doesn't seem like a real bad guy. Thank just you. a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality horrible interviewer interviewer, interviewer. interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> i love how he called you what was it stinky kind of horrible interviewer kind of dude stinky kind of stinky kind of dude yeah a fat stinky kind of fat dude. stinky kind of dude wow. horrible interviewer but much better than in north raleigh's finest troy my daddy made some money doofus <laughs> That's uh, S.W. Onslow Pirate. All right, so that was a bad one. Nice guy. He is a gentleman. Uh, Chandler, read a good one. Rightsful uh, Pirate. Are y'all okay? I don't know. What is going on? Are y'all that disturbed by these numbers? It's 5 o'clock. CJ is ready to... Rightsful Pirate says, Clip Brock (laughs) is Pirate Radio. I don't know what Troy D is paying him over there, but I guarantee it is not enough. If he is... Bring me my money. If he were to lead the entire station would go under completely under if i was to leave on fire all right uh shirley ruckus pirate says i actually like the halftime show and like clip too but he probably needs to stay in his lane and set aside his desperate and failed attempts at being funny what is my lane i go 
Your what? lame is being funny. What lane? Because I'm not like a news guy. I don't break. I don't have scoops like you. I don't know what my lane is. I'm a man without a lane. I think you're driving down your lane perfectly centered. <sighs> driving that lane. High on Google. All right, Chandler. Wayward Pirate, in response to Clip Brock, is Pirate Radio. He and Shirley both. I'm liking Chandler in studio with Clip, too. They have good banner and bits. Look, everybody's getting in on the This is all the same thread? No. The good ones are on Hoist the Colors. The bad ones are on Boneyard Banner. Mm. All right, Shirley. Voss Frost says, He deaf, (laughs) looks fat and stinky, and is an absolute bozo. Okay. Voss Frost also has come after me in the past, which is why he's banned for life from Hoisted Colors. Oh, life ban. Definitely why, a... Uh, why you got to cancel people, I go? You're yeah, such a snowflake. That guy is a. That guy is the definition of a snowflake. Uh, big uh, Chandler. Big Time Buck says, clip for president 2024. That would not go well. Mm. I can promise you that. All right, so there you go. Some good, some bad, I go. You take the good with the bad. Everybody has an opinion. I, for some reason, when people uh, go after you, I go, I get more upset than when people go after me. Because they call you Steven Ego. And it just, it's so, I guess it irritates me because it's so not true. Like, you don't even try to ruffle feathers. Like, I do I do it on purpose. Like, you just kind of do your thing and it, I don't know. It's kind of irritate you. I, I guess fa- you don't care, though. I, don't really, I really don't care. It's I, I find it pretty comical. Um you know, I think it's more personal if they like come to hoist the colors to like come to me in my Twitter DMs and try to say something to me. But if they're on like Boneyard or whatever taking shots at me, then I mean they're just trying to, I don't know, ruffle some feathers or whatever. I don't really take it that seriously. And if you know anybody can hide behind a, a keyboard and say something, if you want to put your name on it, come say it to our faces. That's that's one thing. But I think people as as time has gone on, I just realized people love to say stupid crap on the internet just to it, like i, I feel like relate. it's just gotten worse the last five years like people are just so negative man yeah. it's, uh, over every little thing and that's why i appreciate annoying the hoist the colors folks because there's no way everybody that saw that likes me but they did kind of what i do if you don't like something just don't say anything yeah you can't please everybody no so that what you're doing or what your job is you don't have to speak out on any on everything right some things you don't know what you're talking about some things you don't like but don't even need to mention that so to all of you people that don't like me on hoist the colors thank you for not saying that on the thread that was very kind of you well all their parents taught them if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. There you go. That's uh, the golden rule, I think, maybe. All right, I go. Let's take a break. Let's do that. We'll come back. We're going to hit baseball, basketball, football. In that order? And we're going to hit it hard. What did I say? Baseball, basketball? Yeah, in that order. Baseball, basketball, football. Pirates <laughs> taking on the Bulldogs of Bryant this weekend at Clark LeClaire Stadium. We'll break it down. We're back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club, or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. We'll make you a winner coming up at the end of this segment. Steven Igo hoist the colors hanging out. Pirate Baseball. I go getting underway this weekend. It'll be East Carolina taking on Bryant. We saw Bryant. Well, I didn't see him physically. Did you see ECU and Bryant live in Charlottesville? I did. Yep. Bryant, I remember going into that. All the talk was, did they like lead the nation in home runs? Or they were up there? I just knew that they were 44-10 and 10 or something like that. And yeah. just were dominant in their league. And they pretty much win their league every year. It's just a matter of whether they win the conference tournament in order to get the auto bid because it's a one-bid league. But they're really good. Now, I was looking at their stat. I don't know much about Brian, but I was looking at their stats from last year and like comparing like their you know top starters, top hitters, and it looks like they lost a lot. You know, if, if you look across the country, a lot of teams lost a decent amount because you had all the COVID guys who came back and then they ended up, you know, leaving. Obviously, you only had, what, a five-round draft the year before so a lot of teams ended up losing more the next year so ECU is not alone in losing um so many key players Brian uh, but they'll be good I mean they'll they'll come in here expecting to win they're a regional caliber team every year and they'll be a top 100 RPI team this year if not much higher top 50 so it's a quality opening season opponent um and they won't be intimidated at all ECU's got to show up ready to play sound like a coach i go well done um all right newcomers jake hunter have you seen him live i've i've not seen any of the newcomers live because i've not been out there have you heard any scuttlebutt about him i've heard that he's got really good poise really good command uh can throw multiple pitches for strikes and is deceptively good i guess you just like watch him and you're like this guy just kind of has average stuff but then that's kind of what agno said plays fact, average. he's yeah. like i he said i thought i had a good feel on this guy and he just kept putting his fastball by me right. everything by me so he was the name that kept coming up yesterday how about offensively i go a new face that could be in the lineup this weekend anybody come to mind uh if i had to guess one ryan mccrystal i mean he was a guy that was had a chance to go pro six two two ten catcher yeah catcher dh type i mean i wouldn't be surprised if he's your dh to begin with we saw a lot of newton cadell both last year in the yep. lineup yep so i think the catchers they have three potential starters and ben newton who's your returner and then justin wilcoxon has been on the team the past two years hasn't really played much i think he had three game appearances last year but he's come on strong this offseason then you have a new guy mccrystal so those three guys might all end up playing catcher this weekend. McChrystal's the guy I'm excited about seeing just because anytime there's a highly touted prospect, you want to see him. You know, time will tell how those guys acclimate to the grind of a college season. It's a different animal, but he's got all the tools to to hit in the middle of the order. And we know that Cliff Goblin's not afraid to stick a, a freshman or a new guy in there in the four or five hole. So if he's in the lineup on opening day, really interested to see. I've given up, you know, unless people ask me, I've given up. We're doing on, a lineup. Uh, We're doing it right now. We have I've, to do it. I've given up on trying to project where where guys are hitting. Now, We're I, doing it right now. I can give. You can't you, say you've given up because I'm about to ask you. Let's let's do a lineup. Well, I just said I'll I give up unless people ask me. Like I'm not going to put out <laughs> an article that says here's a projected lineup because right. 
It's just you can never guess it right with Cliff Goblin. You can get the positions right. You can't get the lineup right. Well, we're going to try. So, all right, Mac at third, Agnos, Giles at short, uh, Moylan at first, Newton behind the plate. Yeah, I think, you know, it, if you have a tight race, you probably go with the, the upperclassman, the guy who's played the most. Worrell in center. There's a chance that Riley Johnson could start in center, but I, I, we'll go Worrell. And then Johnson at the corner? Yeah, I would go Johnson and Hoover at the corners. Okay, got that. All right, so now let's make our lineup out of that. Who you got leading off? Do we have a DH? Yeah, we're going to have a DH. McChrystal. We'll go with McChrystal. Who are the other options there, Steve? I mean, you got a lot of options at DH. You could go uh, the freshman. Skylar Brooks a hitter or He's pitcher? focusing on pitching right now, okay. from what I understand. Right. You could go Jenkins Cowart, the 6'6", 215-pound freshman uh, you could go Cam Clanch. You could go Will Coxon. Okay. Um, you could go Joey Barini. CJ Boyd. Barini's probably not going to be age, but <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm leaving somebody else. But uh, the problem is, and I guess it's a problem, but they have a ton of left handed hitters. They need, they honestly need CJ Boyd to kind of be a go to right handed option off the bat or off the bench because they have a lot of lefty hitters off the bench or switch hitters. All right, um, Agnos, Hoover, Johnson. Who's leading See, off? See, I'm going Riley Johnson leading off. But, I mean, that's the thing with with Coach Goblin. Literally, he could go. Nobody's holding your feet to the fire here, man. It's just for I'm fun. I'm just taking you through my thought process. All right. Um, he could go best hitter first. We've seen that with Packard. Orby and Packard. He could go speed. He could go on base percentage yeah first. I mean, uh, agnos with all the walks yeah. but i like i kind of like riley in the leadoff spot because he's got sneaky pop he closed last year strong he's got a good plate approach sneaky pops a cool name so what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna make out my make lineup. out with who i'm gonna make out my lineup oh, okay all like right. how i would make it out all right make out boy make out number two zach agnos um yeah, let's go. No, I want, uh, I need nah, the, I'm going to say mine. Okay. Okay, put our air because I need the visual. <laughs> Fine. So we're doing we're doing each lineup. Nah, this is yours. Okay. I might just chime in because you know more about this than I do. All right, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. Zach Agnos, two hole, he controls the bat well. All right, hitting third. You want you want some pop here? Maybe a Moylan, maybe an Amac, maybe a Whirl. Three hole. I'm going Josh Moylan. Okay. Now, now, now again, I, I know what you're saying. Cliff gets funky with, with everything. Hoover batted cleanup half of last year, right? Turner Brown? Yeah. Big cleanup guy? I think Hoover Is was... Is this Ryder Giles' spot? <laughs> I mean, Hoover was batting cleanup at one point last year with, I think, one extra base hit like halfway through the season. Granted, he had an injury, but... Um, so, you know, you never know what you're going to get here. But, let's see, four-hole... I'm going A-Mac. Yeah... I, i'm going uh but this is your lineup i'm going a mac as well i feel like he likes a mac in the four hole switch hitter in the middle of the lineup you like that too now here's where i could see a hoover coming in just to really right. mix it up <laughs> now uh i'm going uh you gotta put world mccrystal somewhere i'm going world five yeah, this ben, makes too much sense so ben newton uh was a pretty good hitter last year, wasn't he? He was. He was a solid, solid average guy. We still got McChrystal, Newton, Newton, Hooves, and 
Jobs. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going McChrystal, six. Okay. Newton, seven. Giles, eight. Hoover, nine. The old second leadoff. Yeah. For Lane Hoover. All right, so there you and go. You could go, if they want to split up a couple of lefties, you could always move McChrystal or Newton five hole and then put one of the switch hitters between them. Yeah, everybody knows this at this point. Even the players, Carson Wisenhunt said the lineup you see Monday, you're not going to see four games later. So even their own player, like Zach Agnos, I asked him, sir, are you at second Friday? And he was like, I think so, but I'm not sure. Right. So like everything's – and and we talk a lot about the two-way guys uh, he brings in, but Cliff Godwin loves to bring in versatile guys, like do different things, play different positions, and he's not afraid to uh, to mix it up. Yeah, I mean, you look at Agnos, he could play second, short, or third on any given day. Amac could play third, second, corner outfield. Uh, you got a lot of the guys who can play first, can play corner outfield or DH. You know, we know Ryder will probably play shortstop, but he can play third or second if need be. Barini can play anywhere on the infield. So, you know, you got a ton of versatility, and it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how it all unfolds because I feel like this is – I think this is a very talented team, and Coach Godwin said on on you, you guys to show himself that he feels like this is the most talented, deep team he's ever had. But it's also one of the more unproven teams he's ever had. So, a lot of the times you have to throw the guys out there in the game to really figure out what you have. So, and some guys rise to the occasion more than they do in practice. Other guys fold under the under that pressure. So, I feel like we're going to see a lot of moving parts early in the year to try and figure out kind of what this team is all about steven Igo hoist the colors will be live on the scene this weekend let's get into basketball talk i go i was speaking of smells thought i smelled an upset on saturday when i, I was too. walking into men's really good about it when ecu was up 21 to 16 i felt really good about it when ecu was down three at halftime i felt good about it because my thought was vance jackson they look more like Pig Jackson. Love Pig, but unfortunately couldn't hit a three. I was like, well, he's definitely going to hit one or two, probably three or four in the second half. And without him, we're right here. Oh, this is great. What I did not factor in was SMU going absolutely lights out and uh, just dominating that second half. So that was disappointing. I go, we've seen how many tail of two halves games have we seen with ECU this year? It was like 75%. I yeah. mean, it's just it's very frustrating because like the first half was fun to watch i think great. you tweeted it was a great college basketball game or just a fun college basketball game both teams were going up and down exciting plays playing in transition hard defense rebounding some physical play and luji was as active as he's ever yeah, been luji was playing his tail off he was like he still wasn't jumping that high but he was grabbing the board somehow and he finished with 11 rebounds and brandon suggs had a hell of a half suggs was doing things and it just felt like going to the crowd was into like, it. Like Newton and Vance weren't hitting anything. It was yeah. like, man, this is all the the makings of an ECU win. Yep. And then it just died. And Dooley said after the game, like that sequence, and he didn't say exactly what it was, but he was like, we had two or three plays go against us, and it's like we just flipped. And Tremont misses a wide open fast break. They come down, hit a three. ECU either turns it over, does something, they hit another three, and that was basically the game. Yeah. And seven point swing or whatever joe said it best you know yeah that was a crappy sequence but you can't just 
roll over and die at that point i mean there's still 18 minutes to go or however much time was left you know you were made shot or two away from getting making a run and getting the crowd back into it and it's just like that never happened it was just kind of dead the rest of the way and that's what's so frustrating about this team yeah they don't have as much talent as a lot of the teams in the league but it just feels like these lulls man they, they don't know how to yeah. get out of them i'll tell you what else is demoralizing though when every three-pointer they take goes in yeah but uh, i agree you can't you can only control so much of that but i also thought the defense was bad i mean they were yeah. leaving bad open. wide open they were leaving the they, they were going under screens when they should have been going over them uh against i mean smu entered the game with six guys shooting above 35 percent from three I think they shot 36% from three as a team entering the game. So, like, you know that that's on the scouting report. The problem is they can also drive. I mean, they're very good. There's no excuse for them not to be in the tournament with their talent level. Yeah, they're a good I mean, team. They're, they're really good. They should be really good. Why did Tremont blow the layup? Or I think the cool people online now say smoke the layup. Like, he smoked that free throw. Mm-hmm. Is that right? CJ's nodding his head. He smoked the that, layup. It almost sounds like he made it. Right. Well, things change. Like, bad turned into a good thing. <laughs> Back when I was growing up, it was wet when you switch a shot. Yeah. Do you remember that? If you say that guy's cold, that's a good thing right now, right? That used to be bad. That dude is ice cold. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a compliment. You must really like that guy. Uh, part of it was because he had gone to the basket two or three previous times and gotten blocked. Yeah. And R.J. Felton, I yeah. thought, was going to have his first breakaway dunk. <laughs> He didn't get – he got the pass kind of late, didn't get his feet right, so he didn't get to his highest elevation he could. But, man, he got freaking smoked at the rim by one of their defenders. Somebody got swatted in the corner. Was it RJ or – Yeah, it was RJ. He got it was RJ swatted into the front row. They were not very big, but they were athletic and fast. That point guard was quick as hell, too. Uh, he's Davis. a beast. Kendrick. And they actually did a good job on him, which is – He had a three and then didn't score for like mm-hmm. – almost the whole rest of the game he killed he's killed ecu in the past so like you go you feel going in if you old kendrick davis who's averaging 19 to 5 points you feel pretty good about it but again newton didn't do much at all when the game mattered and yeah uh vance you know you can't count on him to go six of eight from three every game but you also don't expect him to go over nine i hate to say it newton's um kind of getting into like old stafford blake bortles, blake bortles. yeah you know exactly where i'm going he's I got, got five points with 10 minutes to go and then he finishes with like 22 fantasy uh or garbage time legend and i don't know what it is about because like he's still doing it against the starters it's like he just at the end of the game he feels the need to just kind of take over and yeah there have been you know the two lane game ECU is dead in the water. Then he wakes up at the end. It's almost like once he sees his shot go in in the final ten minutes, he just takes over. But like, where is that? Well, first maybe he's got more freedom. Or yeah, if he does know. that in the middle of a game, he might get benched. I don't know. So there's that. Pirates on the road. They can win Thursday. Let's play guess the line. ECU at USF. I'll go USF minus two and a half. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Two and a half. usf is not good no but neither is ec right now and football i go saw the awards banquet was kind of funny when i saw those tweets rolling in like we gave out those exact awards on this show do you remember at the end of the year (laughs) to all the same people ryan jones the only one we didn't do was the academic excellence yeah i didn't see their grades sorry but mitchell jones i feel like we hit all of them jaquan like 
so we gave spoilers for the uh banquet the other night uh anything going on any coaching news i go i did see you post uh, something um there have been some minor adjustments to the staff like ga's and i want to get the uh cofield guy on the show just because i remember him i don't know if he played in the game with the redskins is it Jacoby? Jacoby cofield i remember his name like when he was on washington but i don't know if he played but uh he is in an assistant role i think he just finished his playing career yep if i'm not mistaken yeah very i think a short time ago and so yeah there's been some adjustments as far as gas like guys can only spend three years in a ga role at one school uh so you've had some adjustments there you've had uh director of player development jason nichols former ec receiver go into army to be the receivers coach there i like jason nichols i think he was just in a point where he wanted to be a assistant coach again you know director of development you're in an off-field role um and then what does the army receivers coach do teaches blocking yeah and how to run go route that's it keith gaither was there and then he got hired at virginia keith gaither got me so fired up for scotty mo football keith gaither was a a good coach that video of him where he's in the middle of the (laughs) huddle and just like screaming his tail off where is he now he's at virginia i like him he is at the good old uva is prunny still at hampton as far as i know yeah <laughs> we gotta get him on the show he I f- he has to be because he'll send out some birthday wishes to his players what a guy you uh, follow him on twitter or something i do uh, thank i have i, I have business he was here i guys got his number you don't need to follow we him just, man i used to love i used to love going out there and video and you interview him he was <coughs> he was so funny he was man it was like kind of dark times but he was and wasn't there a time where the defense was playing good or better they, and he was kind of the man for a little while yeah, there? Yeah, they played well versus BYU that year. Yeah, okay. Not that that BYU team was very good, but they, they really shut them down. Yeah. I mean, and then they played well against Cincinnati in the uh, the the first ever game against Luke Fickle. He was always good, but after wins, man, oh, it, was was like, awesome. <laughs> it was like he was the best. He was a national champion. <laughs> he was laughing. He always smiled. Yeah. Oh, man, great guy. All right. Uh, anything else football wise, Iga? Nah. What are we in? Is it kind of a dead time? Like, yeah, I mean, it's dead, dead period for recruiting. So you got a lot of planning going on as far as the upcoming spring period, um, because spring practice starts March fifteenth, I believe, is the date. And so a lot of the stuff going on behind the scenes is they kind of map out the the game plan for spring ball going into the summer. What they really want to see from a developmental standpoint, tweaks to the offense that sort of stuff we stood we should get the schedule any day now uh from the american athletic conference by the way did you see today the conference USA schedule was released and it has i gotta get into this at some point yeah it has the teams that have stated that they're leaving the conference on the conference USA schedule marsh is marshall one of those yeah, teams? marshall was so i read a headline that said so the schedule came out and after that marshall said we're not in this league yeah well they announced earlier in the week I don't know if it was a school announcement, but there was a report that Marshall, Southern Miss, whatever teams are going to the Sun Belt, they plan to leave Conference USA in July. And then literally today, the Conference USA dropped its schedule. It's like a game of chicken. Yeah. It has the teams on it. So, like, what happens? (laughs) Who are they going to play? Are they just going to play each other? Yeah. Inner squad games. It's just totally bizarre. What if they played a best of 11? series during the season there's only going to be three southern miss versus marshall oh so you'd have to go triangle match 
Oh, you're saying Conference USA. I don't know. I don't know what I'm I don't know what's going to happen on either <laughs> side. I mean, it's just chaotic. Yeah. What does this weird. mean for the TV contracts? Like, yeah. Do, well, well, the Facebook contract. Yeah. No, yeah. Marshall's got an exclusive <laughs> Facebook deal where. But Zuckerberg's the, losing his crap right now. By the way, every uh, every announcing crew is not as good as the Marshall ECU Facebook announcing crew. That is true. Yeah, I mean, they were legitimately good. A lot better than some of the plusers we heard and, mm-hmm. and others. I agree with that. All right, I got good stuff, man. That's it? Uh, I met Slater, your boy. You did. He's a, he's a good kid. Stayed up to watch the game. And I he, thought it was kind how, of... How was y'all's first conversation? Well, that's what I wanted to say. It was a little... What's the word? Disrespectful. He didn't say one word to me the whole time I was wow. there. Wow. Silent treatment. He yep. speaks with his eyes. Hey, yeah, he just stared me down the whole time. I mean, what kind of kid are you raising over there, I go? I bet when I left, he talked the whole time. He like just started. Oh, yeah, he just started crapping on you. <laughs> so you know what he said? He said that fat, smelly kind of dude. <laughs> Wait. He's the he? guy. Is he it? is the Southwest. He Onzo. is Southwest Onzo Pirate. Little... Wait, I was reading the name as Little Saigo. It's Little S. Igo. That's it. Damn. That son of a gun. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate you having me. Flew yeah. by. You're welcome. Shirley Rhodes, let's open up the booty bag on a super Tuesday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, Shirley, what do you want to give away today? Oh, let's look at my list here. How about... Let's do lunch for two at tiebreakers. All right, 317-1250. Lunch for two at tiebreakers. The breaker. Did you say the caller? No, I did not. Say it. I am going to go with caller 11. Caller 11, 317-1250. You can be a winner. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Eric Mazel of Greenville. Picked up lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. You want to talk about a circle of stank? I guess it'd be a square. You? I guess it'd be a... All right. What's a uh, what's a trapezoid? What's a four sided object that doesn't have the same length of lines? Is that a trapezoid? Uh, hold on. <laughs> Either way, I'm looking at the odds uh, for the next Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Chandler, don't think, just talk. Um, who's going to win the Super Bowl next year? Uh, I'm gonna go uh, Rams back to back. What were you about to say? Saints, Seahawks, I don't know. Commanders, Sorty Niners, uh, Rams are plus nine hundred. They are have the third highest odds behind the Bills and Chiefs. So, 
I don't know what Shirley's Dolphins have done the last couple of days other than their new coach is cool and has a cool interviews. But they're uh, plus 3,500. The Commanders and the Steelers are plus 4,500. And the Carolina Panthers are plus 5,500. Didn't we have the same odds the other day? We did, yeah. Uh, but Steelers, Commanders, Panthers are all right there in order. And the Dolphins, for some reason, are a little bit higher than that. Um, the Dolphins have a quarterback. The Steelers, Commanders, Panthers don't. I guess do we, not. We do, but they're, uh, the thought would be that they're all going to try to address it, perhaps. I would say the Steelers... What's the order of those teams most likely to address the quarterback position? I would go Steelers, Steelers. one, Commanders two, Panthers, Panthers three. three, right? Okay. Because so the Panthers technically have a quarterback with right. Sam Darnold under contract. So, yeah, I think we would fall behind. And we still have Heineke, and the Steelers still have Rudolph and Haskins. Haskins. Yeah. Man, Heineke, that Heineke cut was so much fun two years ago. Not as fun now. Not at all. Heineke! Heineke! I'm bummed that there's no football. I am excited about ECU baseball. I am super pumped, Chandler, for March Madness. I'm excited for the conference tournaments. I think the SEC, Big 12, Big 10 in particular are going to be awesome i i'm ready for the acc tournament well, I, you got the u it's all about it though i'm excited for you and the u but there's i mean i don't know other than duke there's no other like top 25 ranked team in the acc so i mean obviously i'm gonna be going for miami so and we had a great time watching them last year and i feel like the acc tournament's always fun because well it's the acc tournament but uh yeah. oh by the way I was doing a trivia question uh, for tomorrow night. I had no. I would have no. I would. It would have taken me seven, eight tries, maybe more, to guess last year's ACC basketball tournament champion. Who is it, Shirley? Those listening in Wait, your cars right now. Could you say that one more time? I'm who was the ACC? Who won the ACC tournament last year? ACC basketball tournament. Yeah, Georgia Tech. How do you know that? Because I was listening to Chandler. Ah. <laughs> Just because I act like I don't listen doesn't mean I don't. Oh, no. Shirley's listening to what we say around here. Be quiet. Huh? Hey, she's listening over there. <laughs> Shirley, you're a very attentive. Shirley um, has a lot of nieces and nephews, look, looks after folks. She has the great ability to ignore you and listen to you all at the same time. That's exactly right. It is right. crazy. Shirley, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. She does her work. She has her back turned, yet she's aware of everything going on around her. Yeah. It's unless as I if don't she has eyes to, in the back of her I, head. Yeah, unless I don't want to know what's going on, and then I put my headphones on and ignore you completely. I have completely forgot, blocked out. I, I don't remember Georgia Tech winning the AC championship at all, but it happened. Josh Pastner was probably wearing his face shield. And he oh, was, yeah, that's right. I forgot about the face shield. He was probably halfway on the court during the game, like he likes to be. By the way, Gary, uh, State and Georgia Tech tonight? Yeah, I got to get on the road. I State's a road dog, uh, which makes me like State tonight, just pointing that out. Mm. What do you think? I don't know, Clip. Do you still have your sheet? I just threw it away. Oh, okay. I, wanted, I can go get it. No, I wanted you to read some of it as Donnie Kirkpatrick. 
<laughs> whale? I just wanted to hear you say whale. Whale? All right, so Donnie Kirkpatrick trashing me. What would that sound like? <laughs> All right, Donnie, go ahead. Give me a whale. Whale? <laughs> he hadn't done that in a while. I haven't done it, so it might not be good. Yeah. Well, a fat, stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice. Little, you, know, talk, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And, and doesn't seem like a real bad guy, uh, but just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality and uh, a horrible interviewer. <laughs> I've been on pirate radio a few times, and he is just so bad at, at what he does. But uh, All right, uh, but much better than North Raleigh's finest. Troy, my daddy made some money, doofus. Thank you, Coach. You have to go. Da- you have to go down. It's like, yeah, he he he's really bad. He's really bad. Because you <laughs> no, know how well, sometimes his voice dips down. Well, kind of low. He's really bad. You know what I'm saying? I well, I'm he deaf looks yeah, yeah, yeah. fat. Well, he deaf looks fat and stinky, and, <laughs> and is an and is an absolute bozo. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? All right, uh, Shirley, we got our last break. Yeah, let's yeah. take it. We'll come back, wrap it up here on a Tuesday. Let you know what's coming up on Wednesday's edition of Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report, if I can get my mic there. Okay, there we go. All right. Let's try this again. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was up 422 points at 34,988. The NASDAQ was up 348 points at 14,139. The S&P was up 69 points at 4,471. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Here's Cliff. All right. We'll see you Wednesday, 3 o'clock on Pirate radio live we'll talk to the new play-by-play voice getting ready to call his first ecu baseball game on friday scooter scott rogers will join us in the pirate radio studios we will talk to the voice of the pirates jeff charles uh talk some hoops and more and bryce williams joins us as well straight from jury duty so can't wait uh hopefully he doesn't have jury duty and can join us and tell us all about that when we talk to you Wednesday, 3 o'clock, on Pirate Radio Live. We will see you then. For Shirley Rose, Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer, I'm Cliff Brock. So long, everybody.